0: everybody welcome to fns wrestling podcast episode 86 right 86 yeah man that was 85 no last week was 85 oh well then Pretty i sure. screwed
1: up with my doc because it still says 85 so i think i did that thing where like i my brain just like gaps and instead of like copy or making a new doc and then deleting it I think you just I just wrote over it deleted it so i've done that before yeah that's nice
0: but i'm your host i'm here You can hear my co-host and teenage son, Jack, is here as well. Hi. We are back in the basement. We're going to talk about some wrestling. We're going to switch it up a little bit this week, I think, right? Because we did not get around to talking about AEW Revolution. So we're going to sort of put that where we'd normally do Dynamite. Then we'll go to our trivia. Then we will hit AEW Dynamite. I think we're just going to not do NXT UK this week. I'll probably still watch it later. but. we're gonna replace NXT UK with talking about AEW Revolution. We figure more people are probably interested in our thoughts on that, so that's where we're gonna. And to go we with
1: that. want it. I I would personally rather talk about that as well. I Me think. too.
0: I mean, it'll probably add a little bit of length to the show, but uh,
1: I did see that Wild Board did okay. return. So oh, we did. Yeah, I'm gonna so watch it still. So it's it's cool. recorded up there, so I'll probably check it yeah. out at
0: some point. But yeah, so I don't know. We're just about to start our. March break here where we live so Mm -hmm. I think that's spring break for our American friends I don't know if spring break's the same week or not because we just call it March break here so yeah I don't know I don't know either but anyway so we're excited about that just nothing major planned for the break rate just kind of grandparents coming to visit us us going to visit people etc etc kind of day trips going to see the globetrotters at some point right on Tuesday I think Mm -hmm. so nothing major but anyways how was your last week of school amazing
1: totally yep it you loved loved every minute you're upset pass, to have yeah. a break
0: you want to go back to school
1: kind of yeah really <laughs> i'm just kidding your no. brother
0: does because he wants now he's got clearance to come into the gym and use to play basketball yeah so. i
1: might because forget badminton prep
0: and after march break right our mask mandates are gone including in schools it looks like although apparently some school boards are fighting to keep oh it is a it bit gone longer. outside of school too yes oh i believe it's gone everywhere so vaccine mandates gone, thing. mask mandates to be gone in about a week. So some normalcy. Oh, my God. Could you imagine life being a little bit closer yeah, yeah, to normal? That, that would be weird, nice. yeah. So then my hope is, uh, since this is a wrestling podcast, that some independent wrestling starts popping back up again. Oh, yeah. It's about time we, hopefully for the summer, we get something to do, right? That would be great if some, or AEW comes up here, too. That is definitely a possibility. They plan on coming um, as they? soon as getting across the border and everything is easy, yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. There's money to be made here, right? There's a few spots that for sure they would sell out almost immediately, right? I I would definitely go and probably mm-hmm. pay to have decent seats. I think I don't know, depending what the price was. I'm not looking to spend a ton, but yeah. So hopefully, uh, things are opening back up, getting more back to normal. So that is great news for us. Seems to be the numbers are low and hospitals are fine. So away right. we go. Mm-hmm. Right? Anything else new and exciting?
1: Uh, no.
0: You got a haircut? Not that people yeah. can see you. Significant. Mm-hmm. He had very long pandemic hair. Mm-hmm. Made the choice to get her not super short, but significant, yeah. like inches and inches cut off, right? Because it was pretty shaggy. Very much, yeah. Not that it looked time bad, but you have good hair. You're lucky. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. What else? Anything you want to talk about?
1: Uh, it's probably going to be a beefy
0: episode. So.
1: I oh, I guess. all I, well, I saw Spider Man a third time on Sunday after right. the podcast, so. and we talked about Batman before. We did. We yeah, because yeah. that was the day before. Right. Um, no, yeah, that's it. Spider
0: Man I... for a third time with your aunt and uncle, right? Yeah. And did they like it? Yeah. Yeah, they did. Trick them into What do you mean you tricked me. them into it?
1: To taking me. So oh. then I went again, but then I prefer, well, not really, but more fun to call it that.
0: Oh, nice. Yep. Awesome. All right, uh, I don't know, man. I don't have much to say. You want to get into talking about some wrestling? Sure. All right, so let's start out, like we always do, looking at some of the week's wrestling news and rumors. All right, so taking a look at some ratings, we've got Tuesday's Roadblock edition. They tried to <laughs> pass it off as like a special yeah. episode or whatever. I guess mm-hmm. um, it drew six hundred thirteen thousand viewers, so that's up eleven and a quarter percent from the week before. Turned to point one three in the eighteen to forty nine demographic, which is exactly the same as last week, so no movement there. Best key demo audience since January twenty fifth. Best total viewership since February first. So decent numbers for them, right? I don't see them yeah. over. I don't see them over six hundred thousand too often. I don't think so. That's
1: because they suck.
0: And we'll talk about whether Roadblock delivered or not once we get to that in any other wrestling business later. Yeah, uh, think
1: a wild swing so and say no, but <laughs>
0: um, it wasn't the worst episode, <clears throat> but I, it wasn't good. I wouldn't say no. Mm. Um, Wednesday's live post revelation, revelation, <laughs> nope, <laughs> revolution. It
1: had a big revelation.
0: The revolution ev- edition of Dynamite drew nine hundred forty-five thousand viewers, so slightly down two point one seven percent earned a 0.40 in the key demographic, which is up 14.28%. So that's what they prefer. So they'll be happy that that number went up. So it was actually the third lowest audience since the move to TBS with the key demo numbers uh, being right kind of in the middle, basically. That's pretty much smack dab in the middle of the rating since that move. So I don't know, decent numbers, I guess. Nothing spectacular, but not cool, quite at yeah. that million threshold. What do you have for us? Anything exciting?
1: Um, so Bro went back to... Tag titles in a right. three way with Alpha Academy and Rollins and Owens. And so this is kinda odd because like last week we had the two different mid card title changes and now we're Yeah. Like a lot of T V title changes. Shuffling changers. the
0: deck before Mania, it seems, eh? Of course. A little bit. I um
1: and I think it's kind I feel like Alpha Academy are kind of cool tag champs and like they're actually a team, I feel like. Like RK Bro's still R. K. Bro. Yeah. You know. Kinda I kinda like...
0: feel like R. K. Bro's gonna split and have a match at Mania, but that's gotta happen real fast.
1: Which I which made me even more confused. Why did they win the titles? Right. And now Owens is embroiled with an Austin thing, which it looks like it's gonna be like a segment. But I could see it being like a it's coming up se- in my news a segment masquerade as a match. You know, coming up in my news. And then they they had like a clip of Rollins walking down the r- ramp deflated. So like, yeah, it's like, oh, is he gonna miss Mania? Which I also saw a thing that he might have like a mystery opponent at Mania. Weird. So that's cool. because right Maybe. now
0: Orton and. Riddle don't have anything going on for mania, no. right?
1: And apparently WWE wants Cody by the March 14th RAW, which is next week. Yeah, but the, if that were if to happen, goes, yeah, if he's going, um, I could see Cody versus Rollins because they have history. Yeah, um, I, suppose. But I don't, know, I, I don't, I still don't understand how Rollins has fallen so far. Like, yeah, they had it made.
0: Yeah, but you are smarter than they are, so they're not worried about that. I'd
1: book that's so good
0: to them. He's not a major player, right? He's like that next level below. <laughs> You're dropping things over there.
1: Headphones. <laughs>
0: yep. Um. So Miro re-signed with AEW. I saw. Which is cool. Despite, you realize he has not wrestled since Full Gear in November. That's true. Right. So.
1: Which is what.
0: Several months.
1: Four months at least. So he kind
0: of disappeared. Yeah, four months. Um. And you and I have been talking about how he's kind of been missing, right? So I guess he won't be missing for that much longer. Hopefully he's back soon because. He's pretty awesome, actually. So it's weird that he's just disappeared, and I've heard no news as to where he's been. But mm-hmm. he's resigned, so he'll be back. Anything else?
1: Um, to continue on these weird title changes, an actually surprising one is Dolph Ziggler won the NXT title at Roadblock.
0: Yeah, I'll be talking about that match in any other wrestling business. He did.
1: I was You're really speechless. surprised. Yeah. yeah. It's
0: just they want Breaker to chase, right? Leading yeah, into but then weekend. I
1: would like then why why not Champa then? Or honestly, if we're just giving a title run for the sake of chasing. Why the hell not Escobar? Yeah, like I like obviously like I would assume the plan is for him to win back, which I feel like kind of sucks because I remember when two time NXT champion used to mean something because I remember yeah. it used to be only Joe and Nakamura and then Balor, which was fine. And then Cross was kind of uh. Not really, because you remember he got injured. Right. But um, so that would kind of suck. But like, if they have to do the whole he, just for a babyface chase, why not at least pick Because I feel like that'd be cool. Like, cause on like they wouldn't care if I it's think just a the answer transitional is run.
0: They believe people know who Dolph Ziggler is, and that during that WrestleMania weekend, they're hoping to draw some new eyes. Right. Okay. And, and they, then the average main roster fan doesn't drawing know who eyes, is. The
1: the the other angering part, but that is. Only one member of the Dirty Dogs is a is an NXT alum, and it's not Dolph Ziggler. Right. So it makes even less sense. So that's I would have like if it was Bobby Roode doing it. I I'd be like, that's weird, but that's that's cool. With it's Ziggler, I'm just like, what?
0: Yeah. I've also heard that they're planning on bringing up Braun quicker than they initially anticipated. So yeah,
1: and that's what I was saying. It's kind of backwards, like so maybe to make room for the NXT guy to the. To go, go to the main, main roster, they had a main roster guy right. come to take the title off of him. I assume not that, even like a former NXT guy again, assume, he's never been in NXT. I
0: assume Breaker wins it back at stand and deliver, but I don't know.
1: I've also heard they want Harland up.
0: I heard that too sooner than later. I
1: thought it was kind of odd because I he, he doesn't do a lot. I can't lot.
0: even like, say if he's a good wrestler because honestly, he's just had the way they matches, present right? him, right? Yeah. Like, he's he's always like ramming him in the mat,
1: it. like, yeah, it's not even like. That advanced offense, like, yeah, you no, know not I mean? at all. Although kid's... he did,
0: um, he did like a it doesn't sound like much, but it looked pretty nice like a jumping splash to the back of whoever he wrestled this week, like an
1: ultimate splash. I don't know, ultimate warrior, yeah,
0: kind of. It looked pretty good, actually. <sighs> uh, but anyways, we'll see what happens. Um, what else ultimate do I warrior have? Warrior is pretty advanced, right? Sources have told SE Scoops that Ring of Honor employees do not believe Tony Khan's ROH purchase will be interested in hiring them once the sale is complete so we already knew they don't have any wrestlers so it looks like the actual other employees have been encouraged to sort of explore new career opportunities and to speak to the to the hr department of sinclair broadcasting which is soon to be the former Owner, right? So it seems like Tony's con oh, is coming. Oh, so the deal is still in progress. Yeah, it's not finalized, Maybe. and but the thought is he's pretty much going to clean house, right? And put in and that makes sense. You you buy the place, you put in who you want to put in, kind of thing, right? So
1: yeah, I mean, it's like you're you'd probably just be lucky to get if you're sticking around, right?
0: So it looks like uh, it'll be a completely new everything, and we'll see. I'm kind of interested to see what it's going to look like.
1: Mm-hmm. Um. So obviously, we saw William Regal came out after the Mox Danielson match. Sure did. At, uh, revolution. Apparently, Tony Schiavone had like no idea, so they kind of yeah, pulled heard a, that too. a surprise on him. Which yeah, that was kind of interesting. Yeah, that'd be
0: fun for him, probably. I feel like they, they should just always back.
1: do that with um, yeah, Conters. but all oh, right, I guess it makes more sense with the history with him. Yeah, and they've known
0: each other since WCW days, Right, right. a long time ago, mm-hmm. back when he was. Not quite a jobber, but he certainly wasn't somebody Lower they, card. they featured. Yes. Lord Stephen Regal. Right.
1: I only know that because he was in 2K16 for some reason as right. William Regal and Lord Stephen Regal. Yes, he was. Which is weird.
0: Um, Impact Wrestling has announced two more matches for their multiverse of matches that's during WrestleCon. I saw,
1: I saw that. Is that like. During
0: WrestleMania weekend?
1: Is that like so is it just like matches at the convention or is it like an I actual I like show? it is
0: but i don't know it's a multiverse of matches so i don't know if that's multiple companies well obviously new japan is involved.
1: some yeah because it's E.G. Versus, edwards. versus
0: eddie edwards and j white versus chris saban and apparently i also saw good brothers i think and briscoe uh, that's right
1: and then I saw something else, too. Sorry, what was the one you just said? So it's Briscoe's... White Sabin? Yeah, White Sabin. Okay. Um, and I, I know I saw something else, too, but I can't remember what Those I'll are the only to... three
0: I had listed here. But yeah, so that's... I don't know. I swear there was one more. But... I'm interested in... I mean, I wish Ishii weren't facing Edwards, but it would probably be a good match. I mean, as Edwards can wrestle. I just don't really find him interesting, and Ishii's awesome. So White Sabin could also be pretty good. Good brothers, you guys know I have no time for at this point. But the Briscoes are, are oh, good. Return
1: of Ultimate X. It says here. Oh, nice. Yeah, I'm not sure what it is, but it says it says that here. <laughs> it says um, there's like a logo. It says Eddie Edwards is representing Pro Wrestling Noah.
0: Yeah, I was confused by that too. I was like, is there another Eddie Edwards? Because it literally said in the where I got my notes was, um, Pro Wrestling Noah Eddie Edwards. So I'm like, is there a second one? No,
1: it's him, and there's a pro wrestling noah logo it's
0: a bit of a stretch to say that he i don't know he was
1: he there Wait, is it's probably noah japan yeah. yeah oh
0: i know noah is in japan yes yeah because i've watched I,
1: some I'm recently confused. oh i think there's also a champ champ challenge here if i'm not imagine. mistaken i would imagine yeah so. there is nice so there's also that
0: uh what else do you have for us i have a couple more Two um
1: more. let's see um killian dane is on his way to new japan pro Wrestling. um he'll be taking on john skyler i forget what the show is called but he's big Demo or Demo Damo or Demo. Whatever. Yep, Demo. Demo. Yeah, so he'll be under that guys in New Japan soon.
0: Cool. Um, nah. As I said, I have an update on Steve Austin's involvement at WrestleMania. So apparently, WWE officials wanted Austin to do a match, um, but the, new, the Observer newsletter reports the scheduled main match was changed. Austin agreed to do a segment with a quote unquote fight sequence, but not a match.
1: I, yeah, so, so there will be like physicality, but match, yeah. yeah,
0: he's not going to do a match. He uh, probably just means he hits a stunner, basically. <laughs> I'm assuming it's not I, a ton more than I that. I
1: would love for them to for them to find a way for them to stunner each other at the exact same time,
0: like the double crane kick from.
1: Yes, exactly from like Birds that. I don't know how you do based that, on but you do karate that. Yeah, That's exactly what I'm thinking. Which I mean, I guess if they really want to do this, I do like that because at least then it's like Austin's still retired. Yeah. Because he's been one of the few to actually stay retired. Even Michaels, who Gave was in. one of the he other, was retired forever. He was one of the other examples. That right? Saudi money, brah, yep. gets to you. You know, mm-hmm. you got to take
0: that that mu- that blood I, money. I
1: do respect Austin for that because right. pretty much everyone because wrestling
0: is like the worst for people not retiring. It's like famous right. for it's it.
1: It's like almost a joke unless it's it just, like. I would maybe believe if like Undertaker retires at the Hall of Fame or something.
0: It's just like they. Wait, I feel like see they leaders going in this year? Yeah, they missed the. They missed the spotlight, I feel like, and they're just not ready to go. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, slash, exactly. Slash WWE refuses to build any new stars, so they're always looking for the old ones slash to come back. Slash money. And throwing money at them, right? <laughs> I'd
1: like them for, to literally throw money at them. I think that'd be <laughs> amusing.
0: Anything else for you? I got one more.
1: Uh, um, Let's see. So they revealed a new AEW Women's Title at Revolution. like a new design this time. Last time, they kind of just upsized the old one. Right. But this one's, like, new. It. Did. It takes inspiration off an old title, which I think predated the one that inspired the AEW World title. Um, I don't remember what title it is, but it is inspired by an old title, so that's cool. It, uh, look, it looks very nice. I don't think I've seen um, it or noticed it. Anyways, I'll you say can, that. I you saw can it. find images on, I think, AEW's Instagram. I'll try to show you sometime, but I think nice. it looks pretty nice. It's definitely an improvement. Um. Yeah. It doesn't look like a women's ball say. Like it looks like it could be like like if Just you a belt. if you modified it and like made it a heavyweight title, you could totally do that. Like it's a pretty cool. nice design, I think. Um, it's not it's tiny. Cool. No, it's not. Oh my god. No not a it is bracelet not. this time. Yeah. Nice. It's it's pretty big actually. Like at least like the face plate, but it's pretty nice.
0: Uh, the last thing i have is that good old roderick strong is going to wwe hey. nxt uk i saw he's gonna debut next week it looks like he's gonna be taking on wolfgang it's would be cool for him it almost seems like they did a little trade right because a kid is coming to nxt us or 2.0 whether it's
1: like temporary or but like right yeah
0: just a, like on excursion as they say <laughs> when they wrestle in yeah. japan right so yeah i mean roddy's awesome so getting him in some fresh matchups can't be a bad idea, I would probably. I like him versus... Um... I mean, he's not oh, awesome at, He's not Water's awesome at gone. talking. I would like to see him against A-Kid, but they are now crossing the <laughs> Oh, I'd like to see him other. against uh, Dempsey. Yeah, or Ilya Dragunov or Ilya... Devlin. Oh, yes, against Dragunov. Right? That's, There's that a bunch. would be
1: good. Yeah, that would be a cool defense for Dragunov. While yeah. um, Roddy's there, might as well get his money worth, and I was going to say Devlin, too. I right. have pretty much anyone decent from uh nxt i would like them against devlin yeah it'd be
0: something different um Ooh,
1: roddy could actually go for the heritage cup he quick, could. if you want that would be cool too yeah actually. against dar that'd be good yeah that would cool. i think roddy would definitely be the that type of guy
0: yep he would uh any other news from you
1: um i have two more go for so it so scorpio sky won the tnt title from Sami ground diamond a lot of title changes lately um, right so well we have the tnt that title on dynamite me. Yeah, me too, actually. Like, I think this one and Ziggler were most surprising for me. Actually, no, and Ricochet, because it's Ricochet, and they yes. don't care about Ricochet. It's, yeah, it was
0: a reminder that they know he exists. Which right, was There is this, news.
1: Ziggler, RK-Bro, Ricochet, and Balor. So, right. like, that's a lot. five title changes in the past couple of weeks. That's pretty crazy. Crazy. I mean, and four of them are from WWE. Yep. <laughs> um, but, so, yeah, he beat um Timmy Grover for the TNT title and... The TNT title because there's two, mm-hmm. um, and apparently it was planned months in advance too. Like I think since around the Cody oh really business, so yeah, that's pretty cool. And I think it's like along the lines of apparently since the beginning of AEW, he planned out the first world four world champions, which would be all the ones we've had so far. That makes Jericho mocks. I believe oh it. Oh it feels like they or, do long term booking. hey man. Yeah. That's I mean that's pretty cool. Like they're doing some long term planning and does exist
0: in WWE. The day of the show, they're switching stuff. Still Mm -hmm. getting the scripts torn. up. Yeah, like they.
1: I wonder if they did that for the tag. Like they just considered all three teams for the tag title match, and they're like "Uh, the RK bro. Yeah, yeah. It's your
0: turn. Go change (laughs) it. Could be for sure. Mm
1: -hmm. Um, Anything else? Okay, I have one more, which was Jeff Hardy is Yay! The worst kept secret. And Hardy Boys reunion. Yeah um i'll talk about it more later i can't say i'll talk about it when we get there i can't say i'm excited about this me either i can't say i'm happy about it i can't say that there's any dream matches i want because there's not and i he didn't have face paint so if he doesn't have face paint he did not there's nothing redeeming about this right so if i can't get any E. W. figure of face paint jeff hardy what's the point right you know it's all for they did have the hardy boys theme um, he did.
0: Apparently, WWE doesn't own it, is what I saw. Yeah. I, well, they must not, mm-hmm. right? Because I don't imagine they were going to give them permission to use it. Exactly. Right.
1: Um, so, that sucks.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'll talk about it when we get there, I guess. Yep. I won't say too much here. But yes, he is all elite.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: All right. Well, time to get into talking about the pay-per-view, I guess. Indeed. So, let's uh, take a little detour from our normal programming and talk about AEW Revolution. All right, So, I think I, we will talk about the pre show because it was it was worth watching. And one of the matches I thought was pretty excellent, and so did I've you. So, I enjoyed it a lot. Like, it's funny, right? Because WWE, what was the last pre show? They didn't even have a match, right? Yeah. And yeah, this, yeah, and I this think one you're right. had three. And or I didn't, at least
1: last one we watched because we didn't watch Saudi Chamber. True. Or uh, did not what watch was Blood, Blood, Blood Money. Money. Yeah, we I, didn't I, watch blood I, money. I, I might use that's actually like a good name for a show.
0: I think multiple I, places call it blood money. I don't think I, I don't think I came up with it. I'm sure mm. I've heard it somewhere. No, I've, I'd like, love to give credit where credit is that due. That is but,
1: actually like I like I was I should, t- like, um, whether it's in like universe mode or figures, like that's actually like a good name for. A show. I don't know, money? just like whatever. Like I, I think it, like was a it mean? I think I'm pretty sure I know, but like
0: it's just the fact that they're
1: like if they're making money off of like because people well, died there or whatever all kinds of horrible stuff goes right, on there right yeah but treat, I think it just like it sounds really cool they treat cool, women you know? and others terribly yeah, yeah it sounds really cool but but yeah I think it was what, Royal Rumble right I don't remember there, there being a peace there was match, match. Yeah, and we got three here right Um, and not much else right so i was pretty no i like that they choose to like you were saying like how are they gonna pack three matches an hour but i'm like well they they don't have any useless panels right right it could be different if we're going and i figured the
0: hook match wasn't going to be super long yeah it wasn't for sure uh so it opened with layla hirsch taking on chris statlander and this was a lot of hirsch focusing her attack on statlander's arm which i actually liked i thought some of her yeah i like when there's an objective me too um, so there was, this wasn't the cleanest match, right? There was one, Hirsch went for some sort of springboard and Statlander was supposed to catch her and yeah. it was pretty awkward. I don't
1: remember what it was, but I do remember that happening. It
0: wasn't awful. They sort of stopped it from being super, they kind of saved it, but not really. But anyways, um, they, the action continued and then there was a, caught me very much by surprise. Remember Hirsch hit a Hurricane Rana from the apron to the floor, which I was a bit surprised to see. Oh, oh yes. Yes. Right. So basically, I'm not going to go into too much of these, some of these matches, but Hirsch ended up picking up the win here, but she cheated, right? She grabbed a turnbuckle from under the ring and then sort of hit Statlander in the face with it as the yeah, ref. Yeah, it was
1: like the turnbuckle hook thingy. Yeah,
0: as the ref was conveniently not looking, obviously. So then she hit her moonsault, which I thought looked pretty good, right? And she picked up the win here. Um, Do you remember
1: know. what she would finish with before that? Like, um...
0: I want to say a submission, but I don't know. Oh, they
1: said um, it was a cross arm breaker or an arm bar. Right, that, that's what it was. Uh, the something katami, Gigi Katami or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Whatever Excalibur So He's always got like a Japanese he name does. for submissions. I he swear does. to God, like he's always he's always on it.
0: I like. I didn't think this match was amazing, but I, I enjoyed it. I liked Hirsch's um, limb targeting. I liked the a couple of the moves, like the Rana off the uh, apron and her finishing moonsault looked good. Like I thought it was a yeah, solid match. Yeah, I think it was match.
1: generally good, but like. I don't think it would feel out of place as, like, the women's match on Dynamite no, or, like, on Rampage. I think the sloppiness hurt a bit, but I think generally it was, like, solid. Like, Me too. Like, nothing outstanding, nothing bad. Just, like... No. I think, like, um, it was, like, a good... Like, you're not going to put it anywhere else on here other than the pre-show. Right. For sure.
0: And I was happy to see Hirsch getting a win against, like, a quality oh, opponent, Oh, yes, I right? called that. Because I like actually, her, so.
1: I will find that. So Yeah, I don't think can... I did very well on this one, but anyways. So I can, um... Keep track of that.
0: So then I'm not going to go into detail, but Kenny Omega's theme hits right. But instead of Omega, I actually
1: got it. They actually right. got me.
0: We got Don Callis, and he, the crowd is definitely not happy to see him there.
1: I forgot about Don Callis, man.
0: Basically, he brags about how great Omega's title one ra- was despite him having to battle injuries, and he basically blames the crowd because they just kept wanting more five star matches out of Kenny, right? That is true. Kenny killed so it and it then killed him himself to too. Hurt. And then I have my notes actually say, he said more, but I went to change and get a coffee. So I wasn't paying much attention to it. Um, that you did. So, so then we get to... Oh, and that opening match, because I sort of wrote it down, was just under 10 minutes. So okay, I so got a decent chunk of I got of
1: her, she got Scylander, so I win.
0: Nice. Uh, QT Marshall taking on Hook here in the next match on the pre-show. So it's pretty much what you would think, right? Judo throws from Hook, suplexes from Hook. Uh, QT Marshall sort of being the heel and cheating a little bit. And think He's... QT
1: dominated the rest of the match and everything ever.
0: <laughs> Obviously. Like he was taking shots while the like not clean breaks. He was running a hook into the turnbuckle's face first, clawing at his face, stuff like that. But eventually we got what we figured we would get. Um, he counters the cutter, locks in the red rum to get the submission victory in about, I think it was like five minutes is what I had pretty much written down there. Let me see hook wins with the red rum in five minutes yes that's what it was i mean this was all it needed to be right i don't think there was any universe anyone thought qt was winning it didn't need to be very long um hook is really quick he has a lot of ability right he knows a lot of different throws and suplexes uh qt got a tiny bit in and then hook gets to win decisively so i thought this was what it needed to be hook continues to impress me um Just considering how young and inexperienced he is, and I watch all of these people who are terrible on NXT 2.0, so like (laughs) that's sort of my point of comparison, right? So Hook really stands out compared to most of them. So the match served its purpose. Was it awesome? No, but it was watchable, right? I thought.
1: it was what you would expect it is. And I I don't know. I I think Hook's... Like, he is definitely good. Yep. I just don't...
0: You don't see the hype yet. Yeah,
1: no. I Like, I do think he's good. I think he's really cool in the ring. I just don't like think he warrants so much popularity like i think i do think he's cool in the ring i don't want it to sound like i don't think he's good but like i'm not
0: saying i think he should be the champion or anything but they should just keep bringing him along slowly the way they are right he's just kind of showing up killing people and leaving Mm -hmm. uh kind of thing so i thought that was good then we get to the final match which is the house of black so brody king malachi black and buddy matthews taking on the team of pack penta and filling in for the injured phoenix we've got um red eric Redbeard, is that what they mm-hmm. call him now right
1: okay eric rowan
0: right formerly of wwe fame
1: you mean formerly of the bludgeon brothers right
0: correct that's the fame i was referring <laughs> to um so this match was pretty crazy it one was of those actually
1: like it like really i really fun i would totally put this on the main card like yep. i i liked it better than the other trios match so did have. i I yeah, like it. was really, uh, this cool.
0: was one of my favorite matches they on made the show. Even
1: like Redbeard looked really good. Where like He'd... he's like a good big man, but like I wouldn't say it's like amazing compared to ew but he like he fit in pretty well here.
0: Yep. Um, some highlights you had Penta rolling through Malachi, hitting Buddy Matthews with oh, the destroyer. Yes, that was sick. Uh, Brody King hit a Death Valley driver on Eric Redbeard at one point. Uh, Penta hit Malachi Black with Fear Factor on the apron, right um and then basically that was a weird spot because with all the chaos going on remember he rolled him into pin but the ref was like no no he's not the legal man so it was this weird little like in this match full of chaos and stuff all over and people everywhere the ref was like nope this is the wrong this isn't the legal man which great i guess but it seemed kind of strange because mm-hmm. a lot of these multi-man tag matches are kind of you have to just the ref is not in control at all right so this was like a brief moment of control for the ref but anyways uh, Matthews hits a curb stomp at one point for a near fall, right?
1: No, wait, wasn't it the no it was the, the wicked, wicked stepsisters? Stepsister. Yes, I believe curb it was.
0: Stomp. Um, and then basically we get there's Redbeards trying to go two on one against Matthews and Malachi Black. He's about to choke slam black, but he gets hit with the mist, right, at that point in the show.
1: I think he gets like what he gets like missed in the need and then like yeah. he gets, it was the driver or whatever. And he then gets yeah, barraged.
0: Brody King hit that like violent looking. Pile driver, like, to, like sit out pile... driver, yeah. It looked great. Mm-hmm. Um, and he didn't pin though, right? It was,
1: I think, it was black.
0: He, yeah, so he ended up hitting him with it. And then, oh, Matthews pinned him because I made note of it. Oh, so yeah, Brody King hits this nasty looking pile driver to Redbeard. Matthews pins him for the win in just over 17 minutes. I so I thought
1: Murphy looked really cool because I remember he I'm, looked I'm... good, man. The I... pack Murphy sequences I thought yeah, looked for great. Sure. I think Murphy's still pretty, nice, but I think like i just based off his ring gear, I thought it was interesting because he wore pretty like all black like his kick pads yep. and knee pads were all black which i remember like he's usually like one because like i feel like the only time i saw him wear black it was also with a lot of white like mm-hmm. it would be white on the front so you kind of were like an all black which i thought was new for him with like the shorts and whatnot yep. so that was cool he looked cool um, I, noticed that.
0: I mean i i'm not i thought this match was pretty incredible i just thought i had a great time watching it right yeah
1: like, i i think everyone like like i said even eric redbeard like everyone like looked good got time to shine like i think it was and there, it was just all over the place, but it, it was, was just a—it was enjoyable. But everybody's super
0: talented, right? Like, even Redbeard did his job yeah. well. Mm-hmm. And, and I said this at the time, and it doesn't make me happy to say this, but this buy-in match, to me, was literally better than anything I saw on Survivor Series, right? Like, one of the and, big and four. Like
1: pretty much anything on Rumble, except I like the opener.
0: One of the big four pay-per-views for the other company, and I like this pre-show match better. And that sucks I, to I would say, say that, it's right? I'd say
1: better than most of the Rumble, for sure. Like, I, yeah. I, I would... like Other uh, than we the Rollins saying, reigns. Yeah, other yeah. than that. um, I would say, like, I think there were a couple filler matches on the paper. I think this would... Like, if you just Pluck this and put it on the main card it would definitely deserve it. like this is yep. really was go- super cool. Fun. like i wish this has had this had this had had a bit more of a build because mm-hmm. then that would have made this even better but mm-hmm. like I think just as like a like this is a really good pre-show match like a main card worthy pre-show match is kind of hard to come by so that was really cool Like they definitely killed it with this one
0: i thought so i thought penta looked extra quick pack is explosive as he always is i really liked seeing pack and matthews interact um I some need of that Malachi, match for sure. Some of Malachi Black's kicks looked really stiff. Brody King, I thought, here looked the best he has since arriving in for AEW. Sure. And like you said, even Redbeard, right? He was used, I think, pretty much perfectly in this. And he did a mm-hmm. really good job.
1: They definitely like WWE. They bring, even the WWE guys, they always bring out the best. Like, I yep. feel like they just are so much better here. It's just like, a different style. And I feel like, yeah, the WWE style makes people look worse sometimes. Like, someone like Rowan, like, slowing it down to that WWE style is, I like... I think it's just to keep them safer,
0: right? Because it's, like, they're an investment over there, right. so they're trying I, to I keep think, them safe.
1: I think Rowan or Redbeer, or whatever you want to call him, I think he was really great here. Especially, yep. like, from what I've, like, I have a, I'm have accustomed to him. Just, like, he's just kind of there. He's not that yeah. right. great. No, he looks good. Like, but, no, yeah, he was... He was really good here too. Again, they, Everyone did great and did their part.
0: I'm sure this match annoyed some people because you do have to be able to sort of look past the ref not having control other than that one. That's not the legal man right. spot. It does get pretty frenzied in this. But, but I don't care because not every really match is like that. And some can be, right? It's really yep. fun. If it's going to be this fun, then go ahead and this do that. This was
1: one of two tag matches I very much enjoyed. Right.
0: <laughs> yep. Uh, So then we move on to the main show and the opener. I was surprised by the choice, but in hindsight, it kind of makes sense. Right? right? We talked about it a little bit. Um, And that is Chris Jericho taking on Eddie Kingston. So, First move, right, was Kingston landing a half and half, and I honestly, I thought
1: like hit his head pretty good off. I said
0: to you, I think this match might be over. Like I thought Jericho was honestly injured. Yeah, like
1: you can like see him like actually kind of like knock off his head at least, right? And they
0: did check on him, and I think that was a legit check in. But anyway, yeah, I definitely
1: did look pretty legit.
0: Um, he was able to continue, which is good because uh this match went on for quite a while. So, um. So it seems like he was Jericho was kind of going after Eddie Kingston's eye a few times here, right? Um, We get chop battles, suplexes, obviously Um, Jericho landing a suplex that was really high on Kingston as well, right? There was a few people landing on their heads in this Mm -hmm. walls of Jericho's locked in at one point. The crowd seemed to respond well to that. Kingston got to the rope for uh, the, the break, obviously. Um, and then Jericho's arguing with the referee. That allows Kingston to hit that spinning back fist. I forget what he calls it. Um, the Hurricane, maybe, or something uh, like hurricane that. Hurricane, or something. I yeah. think it's Hurricane. Yeah, or something, something like, like that. that. <laughs> Jericho hits a code breaker. Um, and then he, he goes.
1: He's been. I noticed in a couple times in this match, he kind of felt like it was mainly the one knee, which. Yeah. It's, like it's mainly. It's supposed to be like a long blower, right? So Yes.
0: Uh, he goes for the Judas effect, but gets two of the back fists from Eddie Kingston. And then Kingston locks in a stretch plum, right, as it was called?
1: Yeah, which I have not seen before.
0: To force the tap out, and he finally... So the story of this, right, was that Kingston can't ever win the big one. Which I
1: thought, like, the submission was... Kinda lame, but like I thought it also it didn't look looked
0: super kinda... painful to me. But
1: it that was my thing. Like it didn't look super painful. But at the same time and like kind of looked practical. Cause he's like at least he kept like wrenching I, on it to apply and pressure. The you know what I mean? Is it's
0: stronger to win the big one by making the guy tap out. Right, right? Yeah, and like at
1: least he like kept wrenching on. It, you know, kept like applying pressure and applying force. Like a, right. whereas like just holding him in it. You know what I mean? Yep. So uh, at least there was that.
0: So I, I I probably wouldn't have chosen this match to start and the he show, take but
1: neck damage right from it, early on.
0: Yes, but in hindsight, I think it was smart because right, following that's what you were that to me. following that trios match that was crazy, right? Right. Um, if
1: you're someone like us who's watching the pre-show, right, or if you're they more person. so if you're in attendance, right, you're like because after this we have the three-way tag, so it right, ramps so that's, back up that's again. That's two frenzied three, uh, sorry, exactly. six-man tag matches, right? So this does kind of work. I feel like they've done this sometimes. Like it's, I obviously, I think it Smart, was like more faster paced, but like similar to this was the opener for full gear was MJF and right. uh, Darby Allen. Which is right? amazing. Which I think, yeah, well, that was sick. That was definitely, I love them Preferred more. Preferred to but the like, MJF match on the show. And had a, show. had yeah. like a faster pace, but like you get what I'm saying, like similar yeah. matches. So yep. like, they, they kind of have done that before, but I think like, i I like this i think you definitely liked it a lot more but i really like this i i just like liked a few things on the show way more but i Mm -hmm. think this is definitely good like it was what i would expect from these two i think it was i think it was good um i i like kingston getting the win like i think he definitely should have which i believe i picked so you did and i did not um he's a little more um flabbier than i thought yeah, it gives. Mm.
0: Yeah, this key kind of gave just the fans the chance to catch the breath. Not to say it wasn't a good match, because no, this was one like, of my. They have a different pace, right? This is one of my favorite ones on the card. I found yeah. this show, be- not to spoil what I'm going to say, but beginning and end, and then there was some stuff in the middle that I was just like, it's good, but it's not amazing, right? It's um, not like full gear, <laughs> right? Um. So yeah, just that a nasty half and half to start by Eddie. The yeah so to me the... that
1: kind of helped the submission at the end which was i think targeting like the neck or whatever right or, or yes that area so i think that kind of the helps the suplex that.
0: off the apron to king's right, yes, nice was pretty that too. Cool. uh so physical match it felt to me uh, like a new japan style match is kind of the way it felt which yeah. isn't a bad thing right I like really high suplexes, a <laughs> yeah, lot yeah. of vicious chops. By the end of this, I St- thought
1: strikes and high suplexes. Yeah, I mm-hmm. thought
0: this was really good and over delivered somewhat because I wasn't expecting it to be this good. I was kind of hoping it would because Jericho, like we said, he's looking like he's in shape again, right? So I think that yeah, that helps definitely,
1: him. like or at least like for his age, like for sure, oh, yeah. like he's looking. He's looking this because he did like I think like earlier in AEW he looked right. like this exactly. right? So he's he's definitely back to form.
0: And Eddie Kingston always brings a little extra drama to everything. I think uh, yeah, so he and sure. Jericho told a good story and what I thought was a really hard hitting match. Yeah. Again, not what I would have chosen for the opener, but I think it was but an excellent start works, to yeah. the show. Yeah, mm-hmm, for sure. Uh, so then we get, we're going back into some crazy tag team action. Oh, yes, here. I've enjoyed this very much. So this is the triple threat for the AEW tag team championship. So it's young bucks versus red dragon, red dragon. versus Jurassic express who are defending here. So I know neither of us got this one, right? Cause I was no. surprised by the, yeah, me too. To this one a little bit.
1: I'm surprised, but I'm good with it.
0: So what we expected we got at the beginning, at least, which is Red Dragon and Young Bucks kind of working together or at yeah, least agreeing to focus on the champions. They did
1: root, which I always don't prefer. Because I remember I was first accustomed to the multi-man, like the three-way or four-way tags like they did here where you have two people in and one team is completely out right but then i remember i want to say it was clash of champions 2017 they had a four-way tag for smackdown tag tiles and they did it where there was one representative from each team which i think now i definitely like much better because it makes more sense Mm -hmm. because then you can't have like because wasn't newie joe laws who did that or something where like you just tag they tagged in the other partner and pinned him probably like pinned, I don't remember like they pinned their partner you know what i mean oh yeah that did happen once oh yeah so that makes y- sense you can't you can't do that and then also to me is you can like you're only tagging your partner but then also like no matter what it still feels like a triple threat or a four way cuz yes. you have four people in at yes. once right so it's cuz here it kind of like it sometimes can just boil down to a one on one still mm-hmm. right so if, to me it would feel Until like still things break down and go crazy right, but i think happens. still a great match
0: yep so, there's some cracks in this alliance as both teams yeah, are trying sure. I to. I do
1: like how it kind of like, yeah. It kind of fizzles out. Like, I feel mm-hmm. like they played this really well, right? Because they were I, each
0: trying to get a pinfall on Jungle Boy, right. and then the yeah. other sort of like, what are you doing? They played out the alliance well, thing. for sure. So, Jungle Boy played the face in peril for quite a, quite a while oh, here, and then we, we got the Luchasaurus hot tag. Um, So, he kind of took out everybody at that point. And then we get some more brawling, working together, that kind of thing. And then it settled into each team working for themselves at this point, right? It was kind of like the alliance is kind of Which gone. That's definitely
1: where it gets more interesting.
0: Jungle Boy hit a Shooting Star Press on O'Reilly. And that was he as did? O'Reilly was hold, held on by Luchasaurus, right? Wait, Jungle... Jungle
1: Boy hit a Shooting Star Press? Yeah, I think so. Really? That doesn't sound like it. I don't remember that. I mean, maybe uh, maybe
0: I wrote it down wrong. I don't maybe know. Nick
1: Jackson? I don't know. I don't know. I feel like it was Nick Jackson.
0: Could have been. We had Jungle Boy got taken out by a belt shot by O'Reilly for a yep. near fall, right? Uh, Jungle Boy kind of was the victim of taking a, lo- a lot of big <laughs> offense a lot of... in this. Well, I
1: mean, he did get a pretty cool spot. A BTE um, trigger oh, he got. Oh, right?
0: yeah. Um, and then we did get the uh, Thoracic Express, right? Was mm-hmm. the finishing. I don't even remember who it was on. You. uh i want to say it was
1: matt jackson i, I just Nick made jackson. a note that it one of was the best. finisher oh yeah they had goatees this time which is just another classic gross look
0: and i thought this was the first time in a while that luchasaurus was back to looking yes, like himself yes i noticed that even on in the dynamite too. match this week i didn't see that
1: i noticed that a little bit at least but I, I saw remember. it in this one it yeah you uh, missed on one spot though i remember um so i think jungle boy had like um one of Red Dragon on the top, right? And then I think one of the Bucks was like kneeling in the corner. And so he hits a Frankensteiner to the Red Dragon guy. And then remember, he flips right into a German oh, suplex yeah, that on, was, on one that of the was Bucks. Cool. That was really cool. That I remember cool. that. Yeah. So it was like, picture one guy on the turnbuckle with him. He does the Frankenstein and then right into a German yep. suplex on the other guy. Yeah. That was really cool. I remember so that. I
0: was underwhelmed by the first couple minutes of this for some reason. And then like, they ma- more than made up for it. This yeah, this went crazy. This, this was, was exactly what I was hoping for. This is kind of... AEW kind of has the market cornered on this, like, either multi-man tag matches or multi-team if th- matches. If it's
1: like this, I would love another, like, three-way or four-way tag. Hell, yep. throw in another team if you want to. Like, this is really great. This
0: company has by far the best tag team division in at least North America, right? And I just thought this was an excellent multi-team match. Yeah. Like, really fun. Again, smart to have the buffer of the... Jericho Kingston match in between, which is because... good in its
1: but just like the pace, right? Yep. It has a different pace in these.
0: Exactly. Not that it's a bad match; it's just right. it lets it's you catch different. your breath and enjoy a different right. style, and then it's back to this yeah. chaos. So I thought this was an excellent match. There myself. were
1: definitely a couple other matches later on that I really liked, but I, looking back, this is just the one I feel like I enjoyed the most. Like yep. there's just like a lot going on. It was super fun a lot of fun action. Like I think it was really great. Personally, I think Red Dragon still should have won, but honestly, I'm okay with Draft Express winning because I, I it wasn't like, what I expected. I would, yeah, they kind of pulled a surprise yep. on us, and then also I, I, I'm okay with seeing them get a tall run. I feel like mostly it's been on rampage. Um, I'm hoping like this maybe means like they can start to get more in their run. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So um I'm okay with the result. Um
0: and I think it might be also that they have a story going red dragon and young bucks yeah, that was doesn't saying, require think, the titles. Yeah, right that now, was right? one of
1: my thoughts right? But then I was like you could like it could also have also benefited the storyline. Mm-hmm. But um I think yeah, that was just a great match really fun to watch. I do like I like trio's matches like the the pre-show match for sure, but I feel like this is also cool cuz it adds another dynamic to that where it's three teams and so yep, it was two, super so fun. It was awesome. Yep. Yeah.
0: Yep. Then, this is where things started to slow down a little bit for me in the middle of this show. We get the face of the revolution uh, ladder match with Keith Lee, Orange Cassidy, Powerhouse Hobbs, Ricky Starks, Wardlow, and Christian.
1: Which wasn't bad for me, but I thought it was a little underwhelming. Right. Just like, because I, I love ladder matches, but...
0: It, yeah, it, I thought it was good, right? But I didn't think yeah, there's anything special. It wasn't special.
1: bad by any means, but it's just like kind of okay. Yeah.
0: Uh, big spots where we had Cage hit a, hit Hobbs with a reverse DDT off of the ladder, right? Um, basically, then everyone got chances to do something sort of. Uh,
1: well, there was that one spot where I remember, like, um, I want to say it was Wardlow and maybe Hobbs they were like fighting over a ladder yeah and then Cassidy was like hanging on to it because remember he did yes. like the helicopter bit and then he he like skinned the cat on top of the ladder bridge and I thought that was really cool on a ladder
0: that's held in the air by Wardlow right
1: and I think Hobbs because they were like right they were holding because like Cassidy so I remember but, what it was I so think Cassidy, it was Keith Lee and Wardlow but yeah okay Keith Lee and Wardlow right so cassie has like the ladder around his head and he's like spinning around doing the helicopter bit right yep and then world and keith lee come and grab the ladder and they're like lifting it up and cassie's hanging on to it so then he like pulls himself up flips over so now he's like standing on this kind of like ladder bridge trying to grab yeah, it, it was cool i thought that was really cool because like a lot of times you do the spot where like some people are fighting like like kofi would run up the ladder yes. and try to do something right or like cassie did that it was just a on different take right on that. yes yep. exactly it was different i thought that was like i thought that was really cool
0: yeah it was cool mm-hmm. um And then we get a confrontation finally between Lee Wardlow and Hobbs. Um, They're sort of battling up the entrance ramp up to the stage, right? Wardlow and Hobbs at one point rip a ladder in half, basically, right? Um, As they're kind of tugging tug-of-war with this ladder sort of thing. Wardlow manages to knock the other two off of the stage through a table that was down there. And then after that, Starks almost won the match. Um, But then Danhausen ran out to curse them, I guess, knocking him off of the ladder as well. Wardlow hit starts with a power bomb off a of one ladder onto another that looked pretty painful before just grabbing that ring to win grabbing the sonic ring as we call it <laughs> to win this ladder match um you're
1: saying something about the um the sound effect. it should have made that sound effect yeah, that would have funny. been amazing oh my god if it was wwe you know they would because remember like how they did the creaking for alistair black yes oh they added that to his <laughs>
0: so i think like we said like i this was a good ladder match it had a few like cool memorable yeah, I think spots was solid. but like it didn't blow me away or anything right and the, that that's what these matches should do if you have like six people in a ladder match it should be craziness right whereas the match before this i thought was much crazier. i think there
1: was too many guys that just don't
0: that are powerhouses that right
1: don't fit in a ladder match. matches i right. think keith lee you could justify because he's keith lee he can do pretty much anything yes wardlow he he was solid i think um hobbs i wouldn't exactly put him in cassidy i think i don't think he offers much i think christian is fine because he's experienced and like how did you starks is how did you like danhausen's involvement he didn't do much so i think it was fine i don't i he mostly
0: right now has just come understand. out to get a crowd pop right like yeah he's not i don't doing understand
1: much. why like i don't know i just think like for a lot of match you should have had more guys that fit in this and like yeah. just like like you said it should be like frenzied action some right high and it wasn't spots, it was like, Setting up for a big you spot. You got more crazy action in a one on one than a match. Remember Cody and Guevara? Right. Like yeah, that, you did. Was that was more nuts. insane, you know? Yep.
0: So this was good, but nothing crazy, I didn't think. Uh, then Tony Schiavone quickly announces the signing of Swerve Strickland, which is cool, right? Um, I can't remember what they said, but I just made that was the only note I made. Then we move into a match that I don't think belonged on this pay per view at all. It could have been on Dynamite easily. And that is Tay Conti taking on Jade Cargill for the TBS championship it only got about seven minutes so it wasn't
1: why i don't remember a lot
0: it wasn't crazy cargill almost hit jaded right near the beginning of the match um <laughs> jade did mention uh talked crap about conti's karate again right which i i don't know why i find that so funny but i do um it Conti. So, like, ignorant it's whatever. like just disrespectful, right? Yeah. I can't even be bothered to get the right martial art. I'm just gonna call it karate, right? right. <laughs> Which I you think know, is I, funny. I
1: know they've said a bunch, right? Like yeah. the, that what she does. I yeah. mean, yeah.
0: So it's jujitsu and something. Judo. I want to. Yeah, say. that's right. You're right. Um and I think judo she's like super accomplished in actually. But anyways, she, Conti lands a bunch of kicks, obviously. Oh, yeah, Cargill, like, kissed her right away. Yeah, there was some I kissing. didn't even notice that the first time around. And I think that's becoming a gimmick, right? Because on Dynamite, she talks about who's going to get the kiss of death next. Oh, that makes sense.
1: So I that think that's, sense. right? I think kiss of death is odd because that's Valera's right, finisher. Right,
0: right. Um, so Conti hits the DDT for, at one point he for tied. a near fall. Uh, J interferes, hitting Cargill in the face with a steel chair because Cargill hit her with a cheap shot at ringside, I guess, earlier. And then there was a pile driver, but she couldn't manage to keep Cargill down. And then a little bit later, Cargill bounced back to hit Jaded, gets her record up to a perfect 28-0, and 0, picked up the win here in kind of what, I guess, it didn't really feel like a pay-per-view match to me, although I, I must admit I didn't think it was going to be amazing. I thought it was like... It was, it was fine. Well, of course, it's FNS wrestling. What are we gonna say, right? Like,
1: yeah, I was pretty sure for like this. Yeah, again, seven minutes is nothing. Like, this is one of those matches where like just stick it on dynamite, right? Honestly, that's what it felt like, like, or like Rampage. Well, no, actually, dynamite because TBS. Yeah, right? like, Although they don't seem to care. I don't about
0: remember that. any glaring sloppiness or anything. It just wasn't amazing, right? Like, it was fine. It was a fine match.
1: Yeah, that, that like, it. I want to say more than that, but that's all I really had. <laughs> yeah, I don't have like, a lot. It to was say, just about fine, it. like. I If Cargill is better, I think I would win because I think Conti's pretty good. I just think she benefits better from uh, better, more experience to put on, which Cargill's not there yet. Like, she's not bad, but she's just not there yet. Right.
0: Um. The next match is probably where I have the most controversial opinions for most people. Uh, and that here, is are we? the MJF taking on CM Punk in mm-hmm. a very long dog collar match. Oh, man. So, what am I criticizing? Like, um...
1: It's it wasn't quite as egregious, but I um, remember Orton and Edge from Mania Pandemic yeah. Edition, yep. where it was like the last minute sending match, and it was like it felt like an hour or whatever. Yes. Like it was like that, where it's like it wasn't the greatest, it wasn't match ever, a was it? bad. No, that was the one after. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't like a bad match, but it was just like wasn't as good as people were raving about. It, it felt yeah. like too long, you know. what I mean, not yep. not enough like exciting action, which I feel like applies here, just not as much.
0: Yep, I agree. Um. So, to start, I guess the first notable would be Punk's entrance, right? He came out to his Ring of Honor theme and his indie gear.
1: He wore in Ring of Honor too. Yeah, I thought the theme was kind of cool because I'd never heard it before, so I thought it was a cool entrance. Yeah.
0: Yep. So, early on, this is the standard chain stuff, right? They're chained together at the neck. So, lots of choking and yanking each other. It was a, a little bit of MJF trying to get away and CM Punk reeling him in, right? Just showing you can't, that's why he chose this match, because you can't get away from him kind of thing. Uh, Early on, really early on, MJF sort of hits Punk with the chain in the face, opening up the same cut from on Dynamite early in the week. So MJF is like 100% covered in blood, like right away basically in this, right? A little bit later, MJF actually gets a microphone, demands that Punk basically uh, say that he quits, and then Punk refuses and swears. I forget what he said, but anyways, the crowd started chanting it. He
1: told Mac to eat poop. Yep.
0: Yeah, and the crowd started chanting it. Um, so we get uh, MJF gets whipped with the chain, and you can see the marks basically right away from that.
1: I wonder like what kind of chain they're using. Cause obviously it's like not a fake chain but no. it has to be like, you know what I mean? Like it can't be like a full on chain. Otherwise that hurts. Like, ha- you know I well, mean? The marks like, I'm, showed up pretty instantly. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm like, I feel like it has to be like some sort of like to make it like less painful. Maybe. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like, or or maybe not, but I feel like there has to be something they would do to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like where it's like ladders, are, like could they still be lighter hurt, could like... be
0: made of aluminum, or I don't know. Right? They yeah, did yeah, it. something like that. Uh, MJF counters, go to sleep into the Salt of the Earth armbar. Um, but he, oh, that was one spot that was kind of interesting. Punk was basically smashing MJF's hand with the chain. Right? He had, I think, he wrapped it around his fist and was punching it. So MJF sort of selling this injured hand couldn't quite get the Salt of the Earth the way he wanted to. Punk locks in the Anaconda device to almost get a submission there. Then we get uh, Punk hitting a pile driver on the ring apron. I don't know if this is when it was, but there's one spot that really bugged me, where they were trying to do something on the apron and the chain was wrapped through the ropes and Punk was. Um, ha- or I'm not sure. MJF was having trouble figuring out how he needed to get through and back <laughs> right. out to unwrap He's it. That that's one of the things. Which right? is one of the dangers of these matches, right? Um, and then just because we needed more stuff, we get a bag of thumbtacks are put into this. And there's obviously the teasing of each man going into it before MJF hits a superplex with both of them kind of landing on the tacks. MJF then uh, calls for Wardlow, who comes to the ring, but he can't find, forgets where he put the dynamite diamond ring that he always gives to MJF for MJF to cheat. So MJF is obviously put out by this. The distraction allows Punk to hit the go to sleep, and conveniently right at that moment, Wardlow, Wardlow found the ring in his other pocket and basically just places it on the apron kind of right in front of CM Punk and leaves. So Punk puts the ring on, right? Lands a punch with it. Um, But MJF, I think, spit in his face right before he did yeah.
1: that. Yeah, I thought it was odd because he already hit a GTS before, right. the, before the ring.
0: So that was the knockout blow, right? Was the punch with the ring. So MJF loses this Karma. match. Punk gets his win back um and yeah Yay. so cm punk wins in a 26 minute match so
1: really i thought it would be like at least 30. longer
0: if i'm gonna be honest here and it is is gonna sound harsh but um i was mostly bored by this match um there was too much like on the chain or with the yeah, chain kind of agree. stuff i thought too much blood too early like within minutes punk was completely covered in blood i
1: mean like I, yeah i agree but at least like, i mean he did get already. that's kind of like already started yes the wound
0: uh too much of the chain just being cumbersome in general and it just it was slow plotting action in this the crowd yeah energy, that, it
1: was definitely too like plotting at times right i think like, the crowd energy
0: the waned a bit here too like just looking at them right honestly i definitely would too i much preferred their first match punk and mjf and i much preferred um, Darby Allen, MJF. Yeah, that opened the previous those were definitely right? better, for sure. Uh, I thought the only thing that I really liked, I really liked Wardlow's involvement here. It kind of brought the crowd back to life, yeah, too. They really I was, wanted like, him I mean, I'm there. not
1: thrilled with MJF losing, but I think it was a good finish, for sure. Like That yeah. definitely redeemed it a bit for me.
0: I, I'm sure there's a ton of people who love this match. I haven't really listened to much yet, because I was trying to wait until it, we it get done. It is one of those done. matches, I think, right? Like but, where Yeah, loves I, it. and so I'm not saying it was bad. It's just not for me. I came yeah, into this saying sure. I don't generally love dog collar matches, and I stand I, like, by that. I here. remember
1: I did like the Cody Brody Lee one. Yeah, I think it was that better. one was well done. Um, but, I, yeah, I think this one was just, like, too slow at times. I feel like they, the chain was, like, too much of a hindrance. Because I think yes. there's good ways to use the chain. I think they kind of did here. But then they also fell too much into it was kind of well, screwing at, them over. At
0: one point, the referee was putting it back on somebody. Was it MJF? He was, like, yeah, reattaching he, like, it. Yeah, he, took it off or something. Yeah, so I... I don't know, it's just not, it's too bad because the build, the story build to this was awesome, right? Some of the promo segments and the MJF fake baby face thing, that was all super interesting. So this didn't pay off the way I wanted it to, right? So no, definitely not. It was disappointing for me. Yeah. Um. Then we go to this kind of, the disappointment continues because, not that it was again bad, but I was expecting more, I guess. We go to Thunder Rosa taking on Britt Baker for the AEW Women's Championship. And
1: this one I think I've seen more... Complaints about whereas I think a lot of people enjoyed the dog collar match,
0: right? Um, so lots of cheating in this. Um, I don't know, was there anything major? Air raid crash um, from Britt Baker, and then I don't know, I'm just sort of looking quickly. Rosa managed to hit a tombstone pile driver, that's correct. Um, we get involvement for Rebel jumping up on the apron to distract the rec- referee from making the count off of the pile driver. Hater then tried to help Baker score a cheap victory by throwing the belt in the ring, but uh, Baker hit a stomp for a two count. And then um, Rosa kind of gets her win stolen again when she locked a straight jacket on Baker, forcing the tap, but the referee missed it because he was too busy being distracted by Rebel again. So lots and lots of cheating in this. Uh, Rosa left the ring to go and try and deal with Rebel and Hater, only to be hit by a stomp as she got back into the ring. And that was it for the pinfall, right? So, mm-hmm. I don't know. Um,
1: I thought there was like, I think it was solid, right? But like, that's I think, exactly
0: the word I have in my notes. But
1: like, I feel like the interference is too much. There's like, a lot. I feel like, yeah. And like, it was like, I feel like there's a way to do it well. And like, they've done that before. I think, you, like, I don't usually, I really not,
0: like Rebels' involvement. Maybe it's two of them is too much. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Not
1: even that. Cause like, I feel like that's been done fine before. Like, yeah. I usually don't have an issue with it. But like, yeah this i was just like it was too much and like i don't know i just like it cluttered up the match a bit yeah. like i feel like there was decent action but i feel like sometimes it was a little too slow and then the interference kind of like um cluttered it a bit
0: and i feel like they might be victims of their early success because you can't help but compare this to the unsanctioned yeah. match which was almost my match of the year i thought it was amazing but even so still, it's I hard. think they could it's better hard for to sure. measure up to that right so like, well,
1: they might, they might next week.
0: It, right. In the end, the match held my interest, but I just don't feel like this was the product of like a bitter, lengthy feud. I think it did, feud, but right? I don't think
1: it did quite enough.
0: And both both of them worked really hard. I was just hoping for more than this, if I'm being Agreed. honest. So I don't think it was bad. For I just sure. wanted more. Mm-hmm. Um, so then this is kind of where things started to pick back up for me as yep. we get my guy, Brian Danielson, taking on your guy, uh, Jonathan Moxley, in uh, what I thought was a pretty pretty awesome match violent it was violent yet technical sort of right it's, um, it's
1: that kind of which i like because like i feel like a lot of time violence is not that right but so i, I did like the, like especially in comparison to the um dog collar match
0: right lots of uh strikes chops kicks clotheslines what you would expect right um lots of brawling exchanges here i'm trying to think if there's any major highlights i wanted to point out um back suplex from the top rope at one point right? Um, Then it was just back to more striking, simultaneous kicks, a running knee for a near fall after uh, Moxie had a bulldog choke on and Danielson escaped it. Danielson locks Moxie in a a triangle choke and reins in punches and elbows. Um, But Moxie was able to get sort of the shock pin fall rolling into the choke to pin uh, Daniel's shoulders to the mat to pick up the win here, right? So kind of countered the counterer, if you will, sort of thing, right? Mm -hmm. Um. After the match, Danielson hit Moxley with a kick, and they brawled until Regal suddenly comes William out. Right, William Regal. So this Just was a surprise. Here, yeah. And he it, him. he, it was interesting because who did he slap first?
1: Uh, I think I he slapped say Brian because I he attacked. So he kind of like instigated the fight after the match. I don't remember, but so I then it's like he it
0: slaps him. Danielson, and you're like, ooh he's siding with Danielson, and then he turns and slaps Moxley as well, right? Um, and they gets them to shake hands, basically. So yeah, I mean, I didn't talk about many right. highlights because I'm trying to keep it short. But I thought this was a very enjoyable very match, it Very really stiff, good.
1: But like, like you said, violent and violent, but bloody technical. but technical at the same right. time. Right, and then a lot of stiff shots too, which I really enjoyed. Like, I I like this a lot. Yeah. And
0: and Moxley countering the guy that has counters for everything to pick up the win is also yeah. a nice touch, right? So, I mean, everything. Well, that
1: like being. Like, I don't know, like karma
0: it's like a feather in your cap right because you did what that guy's specialty is and you beat him doing it because moxley's more known as the violent guy right so we're getting some sort of union between these guys whether it's reluctant or not it's interesting to me but yeah this is where the show picked back up i thought this was pretty excellent match myself yeah exactly
1: what i wanted from this and we seem to get a payoff that i didn't want because now we're seeing it seems like we got the match and now right. we're also getting the team which is what i was saying before like we could get both and it seems like we are getting that which is perfect cuz that I think that's the best of both worlds yep. here and I think the inclusion of Regal is really cool and I'll Me too. I'll speak more on that later yeah. but I think it's cool just even to see Regal like I, I I think it really sucks that um they handled him the way they did with the whole 2.0 thing cuz honestly he deserves a lot of credit for like He's one just of the best baby authority face figures, authority right? figures ever, I think. Like, I think maybe the best, like, just because, like, he was able to do it so well. Like Involved when he needed him. to be, but not too much.
0: And, and, and like, impartial,
1: like, yeah. actually impartial. And never. He never turned heel yeah. either.
0: And and right, WWE struggles so much with, it, with not making baby faces look stupid. And I don't think that Regal, if ever, maybe rarely looked stupid, right? And right. that's normally their problem—is the baby faces are right, idiots,
1: for sure. Um, right. But so it was really nice to see him back. I, I'm interested to see more of that for sure.
0: Right. So then we get a uh, sort of a palate cleanser before the main event, I guess, and that is—oh
1: my God, I forgot about this!
0: Tornado Rules, right? Um, ah, ahfo, which was who this time? That Andrade, was Andrade Hardy
1: Cassidy. Right. Taking I, on Darby. It was basically like a no holds barred match, yeah. which Like. To me, like, I feel like you have to define it, like... Because I feel like a tournament... I remember a tournament tag match is just there's no countouts. Right. But there's still, like... It's not like it's no DQ. There's a difference between a tournament tag match and, like, a tag street fight. You know what I mean? Yes, there is. So, I feel like they should have kind of explicitly said that.
0: Right. So, the tornado rules made it pretty crazy, right? Yeah. Um, A few highlights. Guevara hit Isaiah Cassidy with a Spanish fly um off of from, one, the, like the from like the from like the crowd onto two tables on the entrance ramp right yeah that was no, one of the there was like
1: like there was those light barrier things on the stage yeah, just off scaffold of of or whatever yeah yeah or like i don't know it's like it was like a thing and it had like the light bars on the front right yeah that um
0: thing. then they're brawling in the crowd to set up for sting to basically
1: go through three or four tables
0: yeah so he hit a dive <laughs> they can
1: never do man
0: on to andrade right oh Sending my
1: god him... um remember when they hit the Spanish slice they yes. hit his head off the one table oh yeah that looked painful yeah. so
0: this was through three tables i think <laughs> three or four um and it was cool because sting's 63 but it was i mean it wasn't like he did a 630 or something but anyway <laughs> oh my god um,
1: that'd be so funny
0: and then shortly after darby allen hits a scorpion death drop and a coffin <laughs> drop to matt hardy yeah. to pick up the win right um yeah, I didn't have a ton of highlights from this, but
1: yeah, it was okay. I think it definitely suffers from being the third yeah. six-person tag match here. Yep. Um, up against two far better ones, and one of them was on the pre-show.
0: I thought it was totally fine as well. I mean, I wasn't as hyped by the Sting spot as Anyone everybody else seems to be. Yeah. They think it's. I, and again, yes, he's 63, and it is crazy. But he I mean, be all things considered, you're gonna see. Sammy Guevara do a 630 through a table on Dynamite, right? Right. So, um, but yeah, I thought this match was, was good. I don't think it was a bad match at all, but it's just not... AH, AHFO, it does nothing for me. I don't it, know if they belong on a pay-per-view. This not something I
1: needed to have on the pay-per-view, It didn't I think.
0: feel like it belonged. It could have easily exactly. been on the pre-show or not at all.
1: Or I feel like this is the kind of match that would main event rampage. Yeah,
0: but it was a fun little match, I guess, for what it was. I, di- I didn't dislike it. I just I didn't love it. Yeah, either. it
1: was fun. Yeah, I would agree. That's a perfect way to sum it up.
0: Then we move into the main event, which is the AEW World Championship match between the Adams, Hangman Adam Page and Adam Cole. I love the crowd was having fun with the chance, right? The um, let's go, Adam, Adam sucks. <laughs> yeah, that Chant was, funny. was Pretty awesome, I thought. So <laughs> there's a few different things. Yeah. Um, what were some highlights here? We get outside the ring pretty early on. People getting rammed into barricades several times. Um, and then a boot to Cole's head. Cole comes back, and he's sort of attacking Paige's neck and arm, right? Um, trying to I guess it makes sense. He's trying to get rid of the buckshot lariat. That would be a smart thing to do.
1: Just take off the top rope again. <laughs> Paige
0: hit an apron powerbomb, followed by a moonsault from the top to the outside. Um, tried to get a buckshot, but Cole slid out of the ring to find safety. I love the way Cole does that. like Panicked kind of drops and gets out of the way really quickly. He's great at it, man. He is. Um, Paige hit the dead eye for a near fall and then a Tombstone pile driver for a near fall. Um, He was setting up the buckshot again. Fish and Kyle O'Reilly come down to ringside for distraction. That lets Cole hit Page with the Panama Sunrise out on the floor. Um, Fish and O'Reilly more of a distraction as they're kind of getting the action back in the ring. That allows Cole to hit Page with a low blow, followed by another Panama Sunrise and the running knee to the back of the head. Is that the boom, I believe they call it now? Mm -hmm. Um, Page was able to kick out of that for um, a near fall. Cole with a bunch of super kicks for Paige to hit the buckshot again. Um, almost hit it, sorry, but Cole hit more super kicks to score another near fall. Then Dark Order come down to ringside to sorta of help um, Cole or sort of help Page chase off Red Dragon. Page then hits the buckshot lariat on Cole, but Cole gets his hand on the ropes to break the count, which I thought was cool as well. Then we get a second buckshot lariat and ain't nobody get surviving two buckshots. Uh, so that is the end Most people don't even survive one. Um oh sorry, he actually finished Cole with super kicks, right? Of his own after the buckshot, is that correct?
1: After the buckshot?
0: Or was it before the buckshot?
1: Can't imagine super kicking him after and then, the buckshot.
0: No, probably not. <laughs> Um I don't even remember. That's weird. Yeah, I mean I feel like he won with the buckshot. Now I'm no, doubting my order of my no, notes. No, he
1: definitely won with a buckshot. There's no know. way he's like he, he does a buckshot and he's and picking I, him up to see. Well, her just kick to him? mock
0: Cole, I don't know. No, I, I think you would so. do that,
1: like to set him up, like soften him up for a buckshot. There's no way the buckshot's not ending. Or at least Dead Eye, I guess. Like
0: I I really enjoyed this match. It was one of my favorite ones on the show. It was uh I mean, how could it not be? Paige doesn't have bad matches. Adam Cole is awesome.
1: I literally can't remember last time I didn't like an Adam Cole match.
0: And I didn't think that the title was going to change hands, and it didn't, but it didn't bother me. I was still engaged in this match the whole way. It was just two awesome wrestlers, right, who can kind of do it all in the ring working together. Um the run-ins and distractions whatever it's not my favorite thing but it kind of makes sense here you kind of expect it from uh red dragon and then dark order just sort of
1: yeah i mean i didn't think he was response. gonna win unfortunately but i think cole's like a believable enough calendar right or, like, oh yeah for sure like he could like if they really wanted to pull off an upset but yeah. like he wasn't
0: i heard some people did pick cole to win this like people yeah, no, in the no, wrestling that's, world that's fair, so, yeah yeah
1: um i think i think there's a guy i think cole's like his hangman's such like a pretty pure of so face i say like people yeah. really oh, like he him he, he's really great i think i love him and then Cole's such like a slimy heel like he is. they really gel well together i think they do characters Anne and in ring um i think they're gonna keep going with this for a bit which i'm okay with Me i too. think i would like another match whether it's under this stipulation or not like or if they add a stipulation i think that'd be cool it feels like they but could right add i really enjoy this i think i somehow are I, d- I just enjoyed the tag title match a little more but this is definitely like close behind it for sure for me
0: yeah there's their styles work really well you're right you've got the really and again aew has a baby face and he's not an idiot he's just a strong baby face right and so he's yeah he's trying to deal with all the shenanigans of cole i think cole's great avoiding buck shots and just sort of grabbing ropes at the last second and sort of escaping pinfalls and stuff he's really Mm -hmm. good at that so yeah i think these guys really worked well together it's not really a surprise right they're both fantastic so Um I this was one of my favorite matches. I haven't actually thought about what was my favorite match on the show. Uh
1: mine was the three-way.
0: Was it? Yeah. It'd be up there for me. I like the main event. I like that match. And honestly, I like the pre-show um final match as well with House of Black. I thought that match was super fun.
1: The the pre-show match is like I think my third favorite. I think I might have enjoyed it more than Mox Daniels. So I like love
0: the main event. I pretty much love the opener. I love the, um, the triple threat tag match, and I loved the, yeah, the House of Black. Okay. Those would be the would, four that I really I would enjoyed. say
1: if I'm going for, I, I love main event, three-way tag, like you said, yep. pre-show match, and I'd go Mox Danielson over Kingston and Jerry. And I don't
0: think anything was bad. Like, face of the revolution ladder match, I, I liked it, but it, it wasn't amazing. The, the um, Cargill match, same thing, right? It was really quick and inoffensive. It wasn't amazing, but it was fine. And then the Dog Collar match, just I wasn't into it. I, I don't think it was a bad match. It just isn't for me. I didn't think it was going to be. I was hoping they would surprise me, but they didn't. It was just long and kind of plodding. And I think those two guys are capable of better. I know they are because I preferred their their match to that. And then the, the Rosa Brit Baker, again, it wasn't bad. It just kind of underwhelmed me. I was hoping for better based off of their previous stuff together. But mm-hmm. I would say overall, still a very strong show. Um, If I, I haven't put a letter grade on it in my notes but if i were going to put a letter grade on it for me it falls short of an a level show but not by much so i think i would give it a b plus like i i was pretty much entertained throughout there was times in the dog collar match where i was like god can we just move on and get this over with Mm -hmm. but other than that it moved like for a long pay-per-view because it was we were basically watching it for five hours right including the pre-show it didn't feel that long to me so that's for, a good sign. For the sign. most part, yeah. So I'm going B-plus overall. What about you?
1: I think, um, like, Full Gear had some really great matches. Like, I think... Just not top, top to generally bottom s- like that. strong offering yes. um, following Full Gear. Yep. Yeah, just not top to bottom. I think if you eliminate some of the filler TV style match, torneo trios... Agreed. Maybe patch up the women's Hell match and the dog collar match, I think this would be, like, a near-perfect show. I think what was good was really good, yep. and what wasn't great was still fine agree nothing even... bad
0: right which when we watched WWE, you were yeah. like two-thirds of that was bad
1: right and i actually watched the pre-show and they had an amazing pre-show match too so i think that's pretty good i think b plus ring is pretty fair high-end one i would say yeah. um it just falls short of the aim range but i think it's still really good
0: yeah i agree so just and and again i'm i'm paying for these pay-per-views and i don't yeah, these i have the ones you actually pay for i right? haven't regretted i mean i pay for the network too but i don't know why at this point but i do um, but yeah, I don't feel like, of it. cause this was $50 Canadian and I feel like I got five hours of pretty much nonstop entertainment out of it and Regal showed up, right? So that's cool. And Swerve Scott signed. So that's cool. A couple little quick surprises along the way. So yeah, a very, another really, really solid offering from AEW in the pay-per-views that I really appreciated and mm-hmm. enjoyed. Mm-hmm. All right. So that's going to wrap that up and we'll move into, uh, take a little break here and move into some. Trivia in the segment we like to call Off the Top of His Head. Okay, so we're continuing last week's, um, it was WWE Records is what we're looking at, right? So we did 15 Mm -hmm. last week. I think there's 14 or 15 this week to see how you do. I know a couple are really easy and you know for sure, but we'll see. We'll see what you know probably nothing am i right you don't know mm-hmm. what wrestling is you barely, i don't know anything actually i barely know anything
1: this is my first time on a podcast i was pretty nervous but i think i'm doing okay. i just
0: do this to embarrass you because i know you don't know anything yeah it's, I, just, it's, it's re- just my way it's of psychological abuse
1: and i i try to say something but i'm worried something else will happen psychological abuse here yep. make
0: you feel dumb on a podcast yep. that's my goal That's the whole point of the podcast, right? Right. That's why I started it. That's why 84 weeks, 86 weeks of torturing you is the plan. Makes sense. Which superstar has the most Royal Rumble wins? You don't even need options. Go ahead. Steve
1: Austin, three.
0: That is correct. Uh, Number 17, because we're carrying on from last week. Which superstar has the most combined eliminations in Royal Rumble matches? Kane. correct he didn't even need the options there yeah because remember
1: he, he used to have the record before roman reigns and then he's also one of the top like appearance guys yeah so it just makes sense
0: right and he's a nice guy oh, yeah he's a great dude uh, um which superstar has the longest reign as the wwe united states champion that's a top wwe one. The, the u.s champion yes Dean Ambrose? Correct. Wow, I would never have gotten that. Yeah. It is your boy.
1: I was was clarifying WWE because they they grouped the WCW title into the lineage. So if we're including that, it would have been Luger. But if we're in strictly WWE, it's my boy. It is. Woo.
0: Which superstar has won the most WWE Intercontinental Championship titles?
1: Uh, Chris Jericho. Correct.
0: Nine. Correct. Number 20. Which superstar? Oh, I, I know. You know this one. Holds the longest reign as intercontinental champion.
1: The honky talk. We just watched him, right? The what donk-a-tonk. was I watching?
0: WrestleMania something.
1: I think you were watching WrestleMania 4. Sounds I like... actually watched him when I was home alone. I think it was Saturday, last Saturday. Yeah. I think it was. Um, I watched, an. Uh, I think I entirely watched it. I watched WrestleMania 1, like, top to bottom. Nice.
0: It's fun. It's an easy, they're easy watches, it right? It was really weird, but it was kind of funny. Because you don't need to pay close attention,
1: because the no, wrestling just, is not very strong. I mean, strong. I think I watched them one sitting. like, just, it was background. Yeah. I think I was working on stuff for, um, episode, the last episode, so I I did actually, I think, well, watch the whole thing. every
0: morning when I turn the TV on, you have the network on, so I've been yeah, just... Yeah, because
1: it's always, like...
0: Due to some injury, I haven't been working in the morning, right? So I've just been watching whatever is there kind of thing. And I've been, like, the first few WrestleManias. You're lucky it's not the bump. No, it's been the first (laughs) few WrestleManias. Uh, 21. What is the longest ever... Ooh, this one. How would you know this? Well, maybe you will. I shouldn't say that. Longest ever WWE pay-per-view event. That's tough. You want options? Mania? No, it's not a mania. It is one of the big fours, but you got to know the oh, year like too. The time? Yeah, like the oh, longest.
1: Okay, I thought it was like in duration. Longest, of like no name. No. Okay, WrestleMania 35. No. No. So no. your options are 32.
0: Royal Rumble 2011, Hell in a Cell 2006, TLC 2015, Money in the Bank 2010. So no manias are your oh, options. First option. Royal Rumble 2011. You're right. It's a good guess because you know the Royal Rumble is going to be an Rumble. hour. Oh it right, and it was the biggest Rumble, one. Yeah. Nice. Ah, uh, uh,
1: there was the Graves Royal Rumble, okay, which was fifty. These are hard Saturday, now. Yeah.
0: What is the longest ever tag team match in oh, WWE? Ah, uh,
1: I should know this, but I don't. Really? Know. How could you? Okay, options. Give me options.
0: Shawn Michaels and Triple H versus Kane and The Undertaker.
1: Oh, from Saudi.
0: Could be Fuji and Professor Tanaka versus Chief J Strongbow and Sonny King. Chris Jericho and Edge versus Orton and Batista. The Dudley boys versus the Hardy boys.
1: Second option.
0: So you're taking Fuji and yeah. Tanaka? You're right. Good I guess. Just something
1: about that sounded like...
0: Sounded long? Sounds yeah. like those guys would wrestle a long time. Just, don't they know, sound just, fit. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Mr. Ja- Fuji's Japanese in peak, guys. Mr. Fuji's in peak
0: shape, obviously. Yep. I think um, that
1: might have been Prime Fuji, though.
0: 23. Which superstar has the most WWE World Heavyweight Championship reigns?
1: Ooh, what are we defining as World Heavyweight title, though?
0: This okay. is, I don't know. That's all oh, I have okay. for you. Okay, give me the options. Just Undertaker, Lesnar, oh, okay. Edge, Randy Orton. Edge. Correct. Yeah,
1: because, okay, so we're just going World Heavyweight title. Yes. I should have known. That's what it said, right? Okay. World well, Heavyweight. Well, no, but WWE World Heavyweight title is what they called it from 2015 and 2016, oh. or 2014 to 2016, my bad.
0: Which superstar has the highest pay-per-view, highest number, I guess, of pay-per-view matches in WWE history? Kane. No. Triple H. No. Undertaker. Correct.
1: I was going to say Undertaker, but then I was like, no. Because he's got like 30 a years, answer. right? The longest, I think.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, which superstar has the most WWE championship reigns? Cena? Yes. Do you know how many? 13. 10, it says here. Really? Yeah. You might be right, because who knows when this was published. I well, think it's I very recent. I know he had recent, three but... World
1: Heavyweight title runs, and he's had 16 title runs, so I feel like it has to be 13.
0: I don't know. Makes sense. You got the answer right, anyways. Which superstar has the shortest WWE World Heavyweight Championship reign? And I have options if you'd like. Big Show. Correct. Big Show. Options were almost all big dudes except Triple H. It was Kane, yeah. Big Show, Undertaker, and Trips.
1: Uh, because um, I think he won it from Mark Henry at TLC. And, and then... lost it the next night? No, lost. He got cashed in on. Bobby oh, even.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Which WWE Diva? Diva has the most reigns as women's champion. Um, you have options if you'd like.
1: Nikki Bella? No. Are we talking to you? So, women's team? Charlotte? I don't know. Uh,
0: your options: Trish Stratus, Moolah, Mickey oh, James, Layla.
1: We're going like old. Yeah, Diva. Moola.
0: No. Yeah, she's
1: most reigns. Most reigns. Oh, uh, Trish.
0: Yes, that is correct. Trish, listen to Excuse the question, man. Twenty-eight, second last one. True or false? The Fabulous Mula is the oldest woman in the history of the company to win a title at 76 years and 7 days. That's true. That is true. Who would be older? No, I'm Vince just, soon. I to, maybe just, I don't Vince, know how. in a couple of years. I don't know how old Vince is. <laughs> I just anyways. don't know how old she was. Last question. Which WWE diva has the record for the shortest reign as women's champion? Hall. No. Really? No. I have options if you'd like them. Sure. Wendy Richter, Mickey James, AJ Lee, Nikki Bella.
1: Thank you, James.
0: That is correct. I don't remember when.
1: Really? That's weird.
0: Yeah. Uh, so very good. You did quite well. There's a couple of those were actually hard. That's good. That book is useful. So we'll move on mm-hmm. to a new topic next week. But right now, we're going to switch back to talking about more wrestling, some more AEW. It's the AEW focus show this week, I guess, right? Because we're going to take yep. a look at this week's AEW Dynamite.
1: And we start with Chris Jericho addressing Edward Kingston. Mm, Chris yes. Jericho and Eduardo Kingston.
0: Following their match at Revolution that I enjoyed so much. Mm-hmm. hmm So what's the Funny, aftermath? We were, Tell us. We were just talking about it. We That's were. Really
1: I'm like, uh, uh, this is weird. <laughs> um, he says, last Sunday at Revolution was one of the best nights of his career. And even though he tapped out, it was one of the best matches he's had know man he's been wrestling a while like that was good but i
0: think that's just trying to put over yeah, eddie right know, like whether he just believes like, it or not
1: logically like just that's kind of i always find it funny when they say that yeah. you know just like unless it's like someone recent or like they're making it to the big time i don't know especially jericho. Like jericho he's had you know some I mean? epic matches in yeah i mean the last 25 years or whatever you shouldn't take it literally but just like if you were to like i just mm-hmm. think it's kind of a it was, it was a, a good funny ma- thing awesome match though yeah. i liked it um he thanks Eddie Kingston for that and Kingston awakened something in him he wasn't sure was still there i always like lines with that where and, like they apply to the current tone he has yes whether it's um like genuine or not but then now like one in hindsight it kind of also foreshadows what's to come right
0: so he's kind of doing the very sincere right um baby face i always enjoy lines like that where like you don't see it but it is foreshadowing right
1: um he says after kingston won the big one jericho didn't live up to his word and he didn't shake his hand because trish jericho is the big one um he says he was frustrated and angry and he should make up to kingston he asked edward to come out so he can apologize and shake his hand so Kingston does come out. He says the Friday before the pay per view he didn't want to show up. He wanted to drink and forget about his, his problems because Jericho did get in his head about any li- list off names um of the big ones that he lost to. Um, he says after the match he went to his hotel room and and cried because he wanted to make the people proud.
0: And he's also like sounds super sincere and like Which, real I think like he, he, he always is th- yeah. I or, think like, so too.
1: He said, like, there were some people who, like, read some article or something. I didn't quite catch what it was. Like, I think that's what he meant, but, like, I didn't catch the gist of it. I don't know. Um,
0: Me either. Um, He
1: says he hoped he did them proud. He says the other issue is the handshake wasn't for him. It was for you. And he asked what Jericho was missing inside himself where he couldn't do it. He says he showed Jericho respect by bringing out the man he looked up to in their match. No matter what anyone says, Jericho proved everyone else wrong and he is still the man. But um, he asked if that is enough to fill the hole in Jericho's chest that made him not want to shake Eddie's hand. Jericho says that everything Eddie said was right, and he's been obsessing over this for the past few days. He says he respects Kingston and thanks him for the match, and they he offers a handshake. They shake hands as 2.0 and Garcia interrupt. They assault Kingston. Jericho's kind of just Do like throw ever. down, thrown down to the mat, and kind of choked. Right. Um, Proud and Powerful run out with the bat to chase off the heels. Ortiz gives Jericho the bat as Santana holds Garcia. But Jericho, oh my God, he hits Santana with the what? bat and then takes what? Ortiz. Swerve. He hit my boys. You sure did. You wore them out with that bat. Yeah. Um, Jericho and the other three beat on problem, problem, Kingston, and big fat Jake Hager runs out and looks to be arguing with Jericho and then he attacks Ortiz too. Yes. He is an essential part to any He's loyal option. to Jericho. He is an essential part to any promising faction. Absolutely. Uh, Double implant DT to Ortiz by 2.0 and Garcia put Santino in a sharpshooter and a bat shot to the face to Kingston by Jericho and Hager almost Kills Eddie Kingston.
0: Yes, he tries to powerbomb him off the. Oh, he the table,
1: yeah. I don't like understand why. Like I know Kingston's Kingston, but he's not like the biggest dude. Hager's strong, yeah. And
0: uh, just not a lot of room. He probably I don't know maybe hit the ropes I or did, something. See, it was pretty awkward.
1: He almost killed him though.
0: Yeah, he did. Um, and
1: oh, sorry. Uh, Jericho also said this is the Jericho Appreciation Society. And yeah, that was entertainment. Name not the real, <laughs> but
0: um, I thought that Kingston and especially Kingston but Jericho as well did a great job with their promos they both sounded really sincere but only one of them was right which I thought was kind of cool and I thought the beatdown we see so many of these things in AEW I thought this one looked really vicious the double impaler DDT looked awesome and the way Kingston went through the table after Hager struggled to get him (laughs) through it uh looked really good as well um I mean, to nitpick, I would prefer Santana and Ortiz as heels, but I do like them reunited with Kingston. And I think this is going to elevate 2.0 as well, right? To now be working with Jericho. So Inner Circle's obviously done, which I'm fine with. Jericho's a heel again, which I'm fine with. So he's the master of reinventing himself or at least making changes, right? So should we uh, call
1: them Joss or Jass? Yeah, that's what
0: I don't like because what do you, because we have to say Jericho Appreciation Society every Jazz, time. I going call Jass
1: because it sounds dumb.
0: Um, so I I'm happy to see Jericho return to Omega Heel and I thought this was a really strong segment to start the show.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, re- remind me to call them jazz sure um i think uh, the promo from jericho Solid. i think i think he was good and being genuine i just think it's less interesting when he's not going full heel but it's still good kingston obviously great i think i i, I love his promos i do miss him as a heel because i remember yes. that was really cool but honestly i think he actually makes her a great he's amazing. face
0: you just i just believe everything he tells exactly me, that that's
1: that's it um, I think these two work really well off of each other, actually. Um, I guess Jericho lying on two point one Garcia was a little surprising, but also a little odd. And also I don't really care. Mm-hmm. Um I guess this gets Prime Powerful of in a circle, at least in Jericho's heel again. So mission accomplished. Right. Um, that's pretty cool. I do kinda like I think Prime Powerful and Kingston are a pretty cool unit. They I kinda do too. have a similar vibe if and you get on. Even what I'm saying? though
0: they're baby faces, they'll be the edgy baby faces, right? right. So they'll and be they just
1: kind of a similar like they work well together, they just, for sure. They're very similar, if you know what I mean. Yep. Um, and I don't know why he wanted Hager and his crew again, but whatever. He's it's the just... silent muscle. That's fine. Whatever. Um, Jericho Appreci- Appreciation Society, also known as Jass, is a crap name. I think this should have been just like Inner Circle 2.0. Like your, Yeah, not my like, favorite. Four Horsemen get, got reincarnated. They weren't the Ric Flair worshiper... <laughs> guys <laughs> nice <laughs> but um well, i don't really care a lot because i can just call them jazz right um next we get cm punk promo package which i didn't really like super know a quick. lot but it was pretty quick it was just hot it's a dog collar match for you lines for punk ending in long live cm punk yeah it, it is fresh on the match because it's like it was he was like still, still bloody i think they did a similar thing after um mjf darby yeah. allen so it's kind of like I that thought it, i thought it was cool i just yeah, didn't love pretty the good. match just um uh, really short yeah in the next in one or two Social media announced matches that were random, but not bad. Um Hangman Page defends the world title against number two ranked number two. <laughs> sure. Dante Martin. Right. That makes sense. Kind of. No, I'm being sarcastic. I don't. Yeah,
0: I'm surprised. But again, I don't know. It's all these internet matches where these guys rack up wins, I feel like. I don't know.
1: Yeah, but I mean, Dante Martin's good, so yeah, I'll allow fine. it. Um, it was a pretty short match, but um so he has some back and forth early on. There's a leapfrog and then head scissors and a drop kick by Dante Martin. Don McGeary and a top rope shotgun drop kick for two by Martin, or as you would probably say a missile shotgun drop kick. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's funny. It's true. Uh yep. Uh roundhouse kick to knock hangman off the apron and then a moonsault to the outside by Martin. Um, Hangman catches a top rope draw kick into a sit up power bomb for two, which is pretty cool. It was at one point, I didn't catch when, but I saw it later on where he hit Hangman had hit a death valley driver. That looked pretty nice, right? Um, but the finish comes in, so Ma- so Hangman's on the apron, Morgan goes for a springboard, but he gets pushed off and backflips out, but then he nailed, he gets nailed with a buckshot landing. I like that, and Hangman picks up the win, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, um, and sorry. then Aftermath. afterwards, we get a Shavani in-ring interview, customary. Mm-hmm. Um, he talks about the match that just happened and also kind of talks briefly on the Hangman Cole match. Hangman tells Dante to get back in the ring. He says, last year, Dante got put in a tough position with Darius uh, being injured, which I didn't realize that was that long ago. Like, that's pretty crazy. He was out um, a long time. Mm-hmm. And he had to go solo and he made it to this title match. He says he knows i will probably go for the tag titles again, but if Dante makes it back, he'd be happy to do it again. Cole kind of cuts it off and says he proved Hangman is not untouchable and congratulates Hangman on a fluke win and anyone can get lucky once. He says he'll win next time. He says he'll prove it and challenges Hangman to six-man tag, met, tag next week. He says he can choose anyone. He says he will make Hangman's life a living hell. In his days as champion are numbered and he will not stop until he hears and new AEW world champion.
0: Ooh. Yeah, I enjoyed the match. Um, I thought the sequence leading to the buckshot was kind of creative right like a little bit different Dante Martin is just really fun to watch right even um especially against quality opponents like Hangman Hangman like I said it when we talked about the pay-per-view he feels incapable of a bad match at this point to me he's awesome and I thought the aftermath was a really simple effective way to continue presenting Hangman as this major baby face right like taking this young challenger and really pumping him up and praising him after the match sort of thing and then that gives Cole reason to come out and do what he did um cuz he's just a whiny baby right in a good way like as a great heel he he's nails pit- it. he's pissed that he lost and he's just an entitled little jerk and he uh he plays that role really well so i liked all of this i mean obviously dante martins not beating hangman page in the first hour of dynamite um <laughs> but the match was enjoyable and i liked the aftermath too yeah for
1: sure um, oh yeah, I saw someone like because he had the Halo gear at uh, the pay-per-view, did cool. Yeah. And so he should have had a gun. And then I was like, so he can take the last shot. uh, <laughs> uh so I'm pretty sure match for title match. And obviously, he knew who was winning, but I think it was self-defense for Hangman because he looked pretty good in getting a win. But I think, um, we get another nice showcase for Dante Marin, which I like how they kind of do that because I think he looked good. Yep. I still remember that. Um, that showcase he got that six-man tag when he was um against omega and the bucks i think it was yeah he looked great that was that was still really good um cool's promo after was really nice and sec- that six-man tag should be good i'll never say no to cool hangman in any capacity so i'm happy with that me too yeah bring it on uh next we get brian danson and jonathan moxley versus uh jd drake and anthony henry yeah, which... my
0: notes say jd drake and <laughs> I feel like I know didn't Anthony get the Henry for something, main. but I he's don't know. been on before. I know he has. Either he's I think it's guy. I think it's AEW or I've seen him somewhere else. I, I know I feel I've like seen I've him. seen him somewhere
1: else. But they're they are apparently a tenured indie team together. The workhorse men they were, and Mox like and Johnson are with uh, William Regal. Yeah, yeah, I think he served a pretty good purpose here, just a tag enhancement match. Uh, Danson hits a corner drop to Henry uh, right off the bat. Mark um, and Mox starts attacking uh, J.D. Drake best by Mox. uh, Many kicks by Brian. Capped off by Roundhouse on Drake. Kitchen sink and a meaty back kick to Henry by Danielson. Surfboard stretch by Danielson. Mox takes in to bite and then chop Henry Uh, while he's still in that hold. Sorry to interrupt
0: you. You know who Anthony Henry is? No. Former WWE superstar Asher Hale. I knew right? I knew it was, was like, yes. He is. That's where we oh saw. Oh
1: my it. god, that's funny. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That that makes so much sense. Right. Yeah, Asher Hale.
0: There you go. No, that makes so much sense. Did some research in real time for you. Nice.
1: Um, and then after an Xbox by Mox for two. Um, shotgunned by Danielson, followed by the wrist trap. sauces, Mox sits an outside paradigm trip to Henry, and then Brian transitions into La Bellock for the finish. Yes. Uh, then we get a Shivani interview after basically just a regal promo mm-hmm. uh, regal says he thought they'd never do this again he says it's been 29 years since he first worked together with shavani he says he is 53 now he has lived more than a hard life and won't be long until he's in a wheelchair and old no, he knows he's not long for this world right deep
0: depressing a little i bit. thought yeah and yeah.
1: I, I saw something about like Regal's not healthy doing great yeah that sucks I, i've heard his I, health I issues
0: are, are more than i like, thought i don't even do, know what they did are he but,
1: like do something or like
0: i don't know i that's what i was surprised to hear that his condition's not as good as people thought but i don't even know what's yeah, that, really wrong that sucks can check that too all right
1: um regal says he is out here to be with mox and Danson, but this is the first time he gets to thank shivanius who's one of the first people who really helped him he says time is ticking by and he's no longer required in his old job uh-huh. um, and he was sitting at home for two months he was told his friend Brian Danson mentioned him on Dynamite, which interested him. He saw his friend Danson is going to fight Moxley. He says a lot of people may only know him because he was always mentioned with Danison in ROH. I'm not sure why. Someone fill that in. Um, and he says Danson is the wrestler he should have been. And there, He said there were times where they would train people and and would stay long later. He says Danson became everything he couldn't have been. Um, he says 11 years ago he met Mox and he, when he knew the two of them were going to fight, he thought he would come along, and what better could this generation have than the perfect combo, the perfect wrestler, and the perfect, like, sadistic, violent dude, which mm-hmm. is Mox. And that's why this team is together, and when they fight this team, um, they will not like the outcome, and everyone will either step up or get stepped on.
0: Yeah, so here it says, other than years and years of substance abuse, which didn't help things, Ooh. obviously um diagnosed with a heart defect in 2003 really uh underwent open heart surgery one year before that one year in 2018 to remove a calcified pericardium but anyways um so i know this was an enhancement match but i really enjoyed it i thought um mox and danielson they make a really tough like vicious team I, actually... I am
1: very excited like now it makes me wish more that Red Dragon were the tag champs because I mean come on in with Red Dragon yeah. Mox, like come on that's sick
0: I thought Henry and Drake did a really good job as well After I thought Hail. Henry in particular looked good to me I thought um,
1: mm-hmm. yeah, like... he got a bit I didn't like catch any of it but I do remember I him getting good. a decent bit yeah, yeah.
0: I like the idea of uh, Regal managing these two as a killer tag team, but yes, I, probably not for a long period of time. I prefer Danielson Mox on their own, but I don't know. Feels, I, I don't
1: mind this like lasting for a while.
0: It feels like the idea of Regals, and we talked about this right that maybe this is a heel and a babyface in a team together, and they're gonna make it work because they both out of respect for Regal will like try to make it work kind of thing i feel like
1: like mox is also kind of anti-hero sometimes so he could kind of like i think that's a really interesting uh, idea if you're like one's a heel one's a face and they're gonna
0: then regal's the glue that keeps them functional right so i thought regal was fantastic in his promo he apologized later because he went overtime right um doing this i thought it was really cool to learn about his relationship with danielson i didn't know it was to that degree right so that was really cool
1: and even a bear with mox at least what
0: i thought was strange and that's what i was gonna say is he raved about Danielson for several minutes and then basically had nothing to say about Mox other than they did a whole bunch of bad stuff together, sort of thing, right? Like um but I, I thought that was interesting. I even like the subtlety of Mox and Danielson standing on opposite sides of Regal, right, and not even really acknowledging each other again, like they're not they're not a cohesive unit. they're just well, I mean, they just they
1: kind of were in the match, like I they mean, were they, they definitely seemed to like or at least like. Oh, they, they're willing to work together in the, like for the betterment of the match. Right, and
0: I think Regal's the one that's going to sort of hold them together, right? Like, he's willing to slap both of them in the face if he needs to, which I think is uh, a cool thing. Like, their respect for Regal makes them willing to work together, even though they might, like, Danielson wanted to, and, and um, Mox was kind of on the fence kinda, about it, right? It so kind
1: of just, like, I don't know, like... Um, dissuade him to do escalated, it. Escalated, yeah. we'll, we'll say.
0: So, yeah, I thought this was really cool.
1: Mm-hmm. I thought it was a solid enhancement match. Me too. Like I you liked said. it. It's what enhancement match should do. Dancing mocks look dominant and violent, which was, of course, the goal. And it's all when a Drake and Asher Hale <laughs> even got Tiny Bits to shine, which were good, too, for mm-hmm. what they got. Stiff match all around, but pretty enjoyable uh, for sure um the promo app from me was a little long which <laughs> i guess it was it was um but i also appreciate him giving the history for everything which paints the whole picture which i like me too. i think it was definitely good i i'm really happy to see him because honestly like he's kind of underappreciated but he, he was really great i always enjoyed him like just low-key enjoyed him when he was um prominent in nxt honestly i missed that that's one of the main things i'm gonna miss about good nxt was regal was honestly really good
0: well and now it's just chaos and everybody makes, <laughs> their, own makes their own matches and stipulations right? and everything it's honestly, annoying. honestly
1: i'm i mean i think they need an authority figure but i'm glad regal's not in 2.0 because i feel like right. he's too like grounded and like he just he makes sense which w- is yeah not... he wouldn't
0: fit that well in the you new you know 2. what i mean like he he he's
1: too he's too like real you know like yes just, he makes sense he doesn't
0: he's not a cartoon character yeah he's he not would stick out in a show full of cartoon
1: characters yeah exactly yeah, he would um, but so I like how the storylines has progressed. We got the match and we got the tag team. I, I don't think it'll be like super long term, but I, I hope it lasts for a decent while because I think there's a lot they could do. It'll in be this, fun while it lasts. The tag sure. division, yep. um, that would be cool. Like, there's a lot of cool teams. Okay, whether it's the tiles or not, I really would love them against Red Dragon. I think that's the coolest thing I've ever heard. My only problem, or I guess, is Lucha there's Bros.
0: it's already such a stacked tag team division. We don't really need to be making more because there's already teams that I think don't yeah, get used enough, it. but. Danielson, I'm willing to make an exception to pr- mm-hmm. pretty much anything he also,
1: does. Also, I know that one of them's gone, but I miss TH2. I think I'm just I put it out there. I like them too. Um, it's cool that they both came together because I think Regal adds a lot to this. Um, mm-hmm. and it's nice that he'll mm-hmm. he'll get to do this while he can. I think yeah. that this is a good use for him. Me whether, too. Whether it's his last or not. Uh, next we get a Dark Corner interview, which Hangman comes in to cut off, and he's, he apologizes for accidentally shoving Reynolds or something. Like I don't know. Reynolds yeah. Just kind of missed, and I don't. I don't like remember that either. Some kerfuffle about revolution, maybe? I don't Maybe. For the six man tag last week. I'm not sure. Uh yeah, I'm not sure. Um Uno says it's fine and Silver asks like eagerly who's he's gonna pick, and he says he ran into Jurassic Express um Ooh, on the way and they want another piece of the box, and he already said yeah. Which it was not the box, so
0: Crazy. Interesting. Mm-hmm.
1: Which I thought it would be the bucks too, but more on that later. Mm-hmm. Um, Silver said something about he, he he's fine. He said, Oh yeah, it's fine Because 'cause I'm busy, I have a beard appointment. Right. <laughs> that he's was funny. really funny. Yeah. And um, Reynolds had yoga or something, uh or something. And uh Hangman says he's gonna get changed and catch up with them later and leaves. Um I thought it was cool. Um, but I'm really sad we're not gonna I really want Hangman to team with Just Uno and Grayson. That's yeah. my dream team right there. Um, but I don't mind them shaking it up and dress express are good. I think Silver's so. really funny at the beard appointment. Yeah, I liked him doing the beard whole appointment like beard was
0: funny. Trying to act like they really were, they really were busy and didn't want to be Paige's partners when clearly like they're a little bit hurt right that yeah. they're, they're trying to just save face and
1: <laughs> especially silver is like really eager
0: and i like that Paige again i've said this about aew a few of their characters right have a few things on the go right so that they can sort of the diversity of just some of the storylines there you're not just in one storyline you can be
1: like there is kind of a universe interacting or with like, other uh... groups right like I don't like i guess the universe is what i'm like Yeah, you're not or, just like,
0: stuck with one person until that's done. You can be dealing with other people simultaneously like real life. So yeah, I just kind of like it was side fine. plots as like
1: mm-hmm. it's like if you're like it's like um if you're like in the main character of a game, it's like like a side quest. Right. Or something like that.
0: And uh, yeah, Silver's always entertaining. Interactions with Dark Order are just the right amount of comedy for me like it's not ridiculous and over the top but they're they're pretty amusing I find most weeks
1: yeah I like them uh, next we get so they did say because um, because Hangman and Dante Martin didn't go the full hour Um, that, right. that was the reason is that, that what it was that they threw another match in <laughs> that was pretty funny yeah Um, but so we get pack versus Wheeler Yuta and that sucked because I think pack deserved to win but unfortunately Wheeler Yuta really kicked his ass right um, an enhancement match, so yeah, Yuta getting the win. <laughs> um, didn't catch much here, but there was an inverted atomic drop and an integrated by Yuta, Dubbing Crest by Yuta for two, an avalanche brain buster Heck by yes. Pack, and then a, he taps him out with the brutalizer for the win. Um, solid match to think Phil Time was what it was. Pretty cool, Pack looked dominant. I prefer the black arrow into the brutalizer, but I this think this is still, still cool. cool.
0: Yeah, I, it was all it needed to be, right? I guess they just needed pack to pick up a win on tv which i'm always fine with um so yeah you got in his flurry and pack i love the finishing sequence right he is my guy so i was glad to see him pick up a quick win and it was fine it was all it needed to be for an enhancement match
1: Mm -hmm. Uh, and then we got a quick promo segment from undisputed era and the bucks cole's backstage with them and he was talking about how they didn't win at revolution none of them won that sucks uh, Cole talks about next week. He's a six-man tag match against Hangman and friends. Um, it's the
0: anti prophecy Nobody uh, won anything.
1: How dare you? <laughs> how dare you? Uh, he's talking about like how he has he's getting partners that no Hangman. Right. And then he's like he's basically hyping up to be like the Bucks and then Matt's like they don't want to do stuff against Hangman, which I think was kind of nice because remember like they had that moment yes, at, at they, Full Gear, yep. and they're kind of like nodding, like just yes. letting him have the moment. Um, so I think that was kind of cool. Like, they're still like the Dick heels kind of, but like, I don't know, like they have a softbox. They haven't, for hangman, co- yeah. That's a good way to say. Or like, it. which I feel like is weird because they didn't for a while, and they're still the same people otherwise. But like, or like, I don't, I don't know. Or like, maybe just because they're also miffed with this whole situation, so they're right. just like not really gonna get involved. And like, it's also hangman, so maybe just like kind of a combination of things. Yep. And then Cole said he's gonna pick a red dragon, anyways. And so he leaves with them while Young Bucks were left alone, and Brandon says he'd pick the Bucks as shut his partner, so which I thought was funny. And then they're like, shut up, Brandon. So I thought that was pretty funny.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, everybody does a good job in this. It's kind of more of the same of what they've been doing, right? It needs to sort of start shifting soon, and I guess now that Cole's kind of made his choice for this match, that may be like the catalyst to get this moving, so... I mean, it's similar to segments that have been the last few weeks, but they always do a good job with it, I guess. Nothing mm-hmm, wrong with Cole's sure. delivery ever.
1: Yeah, I think it was solid. Pretty similar to the other segments, but uh, the misleading was uh, was something, I will admit, I would have liked to see the Super Click. Yeah. As much as I love Undisputed Era, um, I think Super Click was pretty, I, I would have liked them because they do have more history with Hangman, but I do kind of like that, like, they did kind of stick with that, like, what stemmed from that moment at Full Gear, like, that wasn't just, like... Yep. It's, that? this like, company does breadcrumbs right like yeah.
0: little things that you don't think mean anything but then you start to notice that there's other breadcrumbs mm-hmm. along the way it's cool
1: mm-hmm. um and uh but i will always prefer on his because these are my boys they are um so that's fine that'll be cool um that should be a fun match mm-hmm. for sure uh, next we get an ftr interview um surprising Mm-hmm. T- um, um so, Harwood was fired up um, talking about his family, and then Tully said that, um, like, and they were, he's, they said something about going after someone from the Battle Royal, um, don't remember who. <laughs>
0: I don't know, I didn't make notes on it.
1: Top, no, Red Dragon. They wanted to go after Red Dragon. Okay. That's what it was. And Tully was, like, trying to focus on things like, it's winning world championships, we're, like, going back after the titles, and then wheeler says this is both family and tully's not it so he they fired tully what yeah right. that was odd
0: yeah um i'm fine with them firing tully it kind of came out of nowhere but what i'm hoping is that ftr needs to start shaking things up and winning some matches right because they're not and
1: yeah and then you always say like they don't really need to but at some but point be... they do right? right and like that and that, that was kind of my logic with kingston winning at yeah. the pay-per-view like at some point it's not like, oh, they don't really need a win. At some point, they should win.
0: And if you think about it, the, the pay-per-view that just passed had 11 matches, including like multi-team matches, and FTR were no, nowhere on it, right? So to me, that's not... This team is so good that they should be on your major shows in some capacity. So I'm hoping that this is just... It kind of came out of the blue, right? But I'm hoping this is... Uh, the shake-up that gets them. I would have rather
1: them than the AHFO. To
0: string some, yeah, to string some matches, some them wins and together. Spheres. Yeah, so I'm fine with this. We'll see where yep. it goes.
1: Um, this is solid. Kind of surprising they fired Tully just like that, and with the Wardless segment still to come, it seems like there's cracks in the Pinnacle. I don't know if Tully counts as in the Pinnacle, but whatever. This is fine. I never loved Tully a ton, and they can definitely talk for themselves, especially Dax, and they can. They've always been able to cheat by themselves too, like back in the NXT well, and I guess days. It's,
0: it's an important shift because they are such openly huge fans of tully right um as a performer back in the day right, so Brainbusters. so the idea i think would be for them to break up with tully it must be getting pretty serious right they must be getting very very frustrated because this is one of their idols that they've been blessed to work with and now they're just dumping them all of a sudden right so right. i think that's probably part
1: of it maybe just tully's thing with aw is done so could be too but and then like this is, i mean like you said that's like a solid storyline reason for it but yep
0: <sighs> Here we go, AHFO. Next we get the AHFO Emer- emergency Afo. board. Awful, awful, awful. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> nice, just, just hit me. So we got ja- we Afo. got jazz and awful. But now awful, well
1: awful's gone. Spoiler alert. Well, if we take out the H, it's still awful. Yeah, so yeah. all right, that, that's pretty good. Nice, offo Well, I guess that's what I'm gonna call them awful now. That's pretty they good mm-hmm they're pretty awful i would say actually uh, except for andrade he's cool he's
0: awesome that mm-hmm. you missed that rampage match he looked incredible in that match incredible the
1: pants he wore at the pay-per-view were dumb it was like did that weird remember. reddish brown or whatever
0: he's uh it's worse than the white ones he's amazing he's another guy they the black to, lines they need to push but anyways he
1: wore trunks one time i know he did he probably Dude, why can't he do that again <laughs> or like Come on, man. Well,
0: I assume he's listening to the podcast, so yeah, Andrade, Andrade. wear the trunks for Jack.
1: Yeah, or can you like wear like the or wear the tights, man? Come on, like you know like the, the NXT gear or something like wear, wear something like that, my guy. You know.
0: Stop avoiding this segment. Go.
1: Yep. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know what you're doing. Uh, it's yeah. still there. You still got to talk uh, about so, it. So yeah, and you could wear like the silver one, like from <laughs> Takeover New Orleans, Andrade, or near the yellow Baseball one from a Rumble. No, don't wear the baseball pants, Andrade. Okay, don't be a uh, Muertes. Okay, Andrade. Okay. Um. So Hardy says, uh, he came out to start fresh and make amends. That's weird. After Revolution, Andrade came out to fire him from his company. Also ran like, where did this notion come from? Uh, I was not I don't informed. Know. I guarantee. I don't understand a lot of this story. I guarantee story. Andrade said that on Dark. I probably. Like, I'm almost positive. Maybe he said Rampage. That on I don't know. Uh, no, because this is, I think it's partially, I think it's mainly stemming from, because they lost the pay-per-view. Oh, okay. I want to say Hardy took the pin, which I think is what they're kind of referring to also yep. here. Andrade tells him to calm down. Hardy apologizes to all the members. He, he says he feels like he be, he becomes an a-hole when he puts on the suit and he wants to make it right. Again, Again, like, what does this refer... Like, I don't know. Like, just really random. Yeah, I don't know. I'll kind of talk about why I think it happened after... Um, Andrade says they should take a vote, and Hardy agrees, saying Private Party will never vote against him. And wink, um, wink. <laughs> Andrade and Jose vote no, uh, with a thumbs down. And Hardy votes yes with a thumbs up. And proud powerful, proud powerful. I saw nope. the PP. I meant Private Party. Um, they go yes at first, thumbs up, and then they do the thumbs down behind Hardy's back. see. So Batista Batisteful. in two thousand five, except right. this one was s- stupid. Um. <laughs> And so Andre says, You only need to watch your back. When he turns, he sees private party, and then Andre attacks him from behind. He hits a boot, to Hardy. Darby and Sting come down to an assist, and Darby this time keeps up face with Sting. So that was pretty cool. Yep. They get overwhelmed too. The Hardy Boys music hits. Oh my God. And no face paint. Jeff Hardy looking old um, runs down to make the safe. Not, not before. I want to say dancing. he's my age as well. Let's see. He, did, he makes sure to get some Jeff Hardy dancing in. Born in um, the same year as me. Ha, he's old. Who, who
0: else did I look up that was born? AJ Styles. Right.
1: Um, wait, so is AJ Styles the same age as Jeff Hardy? Yes. What?
0: Born in... No. Born in 77, boys.
1: AJ's... Is... No. Yep. Jeff Hardy seems way older in than AJ Styles.
0: 47 and Edge is 48. No. Just because wow. that came up on the same search
1: wow um so matt hits play with a twist of fate um or wait sorry before that it's funny the heels each wait their turn to take offense from yep, party butchers standing there waiting <laughs>
0: for his chance t- to get taken oh out. man yeah
1: uh, matt hits play with a twist of fate and jeff hits a swanton bomb Woo! yeah amazing um
0: yeah um so i am glad the faction is done
1: no, nope, Andrade's still but probably But now taking Andrade
0: it. is saddled with this group of mid-card Alone. misfits, right? And I'm not a fan of that at all. Um, Hardy to AEW was obviously no secret. And I'm, I am get... This is probably hot takes from us, too.
1: You can hear the cat going in the litter box. Oh, nice.
0: <laughs> Hopefully our microphones are picking it up. No, I don't think so. So I, for one, am not interested in this. It's a tag team that I've seen more than enough in my lifetime. Um, taking up a spot again... I said it before, right? This is a company that has so many tag teams already, and some of those are struggling to get time. Even like somebody as amazing as FTR can't find time on a pay-per-view with 11 matches. now Now you're bringing in the Hardys? Right. So there is a chance AEW will use them well. Um, I guess we'll see. But for now, I, I have... don't
1: need need to see them in any any like really high spots, no. and let alone no. Like... They
0: should be putting over people like the acclaimed and stuff, or like even like them. yes,
1: them and like maybe private party because they're like always that. Just kidding, <laughs> just kidding. I'm oh, kidding. Man. and the ass brothers. Oh man, or ass boys oh, or whatever man. they are. Man, um, versus bear county would be brutal. For now, I have no or interest. Club, actually. No
0: interest in a Hardy Boys reunion. I wasn't really a fan of this segment altogether because again, like. I feel like they're just telling us all this stuff that I don't remember seeing and don't really care yeah. about because none of these guys are relevant except for Andrade and he isn't Even as relevant as not, I think he needs to he's be. He's not feeling very relevant. I agree. Right now. So I, mean, I feel like the whole AHFO thing was really forced and it was a bad fit and maybe this is just them pulling shoot on it and right. getting out of it, but it still leaves Andrade I think the stuck there. The comparison
1: you can make is. Andrade and malachi black came in at the same time let's right like what have each well of them some people doing, i you listen to mean?
0: aren't happy with malachi either, i think
1: black's been doing pretty sick i mean i think he came in hot with the Cody feud. view I, I love house of black
0: and just after watching andrade in that triple threat match for the what was that for the tnt also oh, what happened to that the, match was nuts what I happened to it? the
1: black andrade alliance that was sick as yeah. hell and so now yeah, that's just gone
0: i'm i don't know i don't i wasn't a fan of the much of this going on and the result doesn't appeal to me mm-hmm. so this was like the low oh, point of the show the, probably for that was for the me.
1: cool feud andre had it was the pack feud and then it, that was kind of gone yeah mm-hmm. um i thought this was dumb the segment itself <laughs> felt pointless but also rushed like it was a couple minutes in they were already like hey we're gonna vote you out like it was like it yeah. was like i'm obviously i don't want this to be long but it was like it was and, like, hey, we're having this meeting and you guys want to vote me out, all oh, you're voting me and out why like, is Matt
0: Hardy so sure that private party would never vote against them? Why, are, like, private party, he started them? Like, why are private parties with them? Why are private Party so quick to vote against them? Like I don't know yeah, the reason for exactly. any of this.
1: And I know it stemmed from Hardy's house of the pay per view, but it felt like super random, all this stuff is happening and we don't really know like where like it just felt like so rushed and it felt like really sudden and like it's like really weird like all of a sudden now he feels bad for being a greedy dick right. to everyone and now he wants to change all of a sudden like felt random and rushed babyface turns so that when Jeff came in they could do a Hardy Boys reunion and that brings me to Jeffrey. Um, I do not understand whatsoever why they signed him. I don't understand the need for him or what substantial value he provides. He's not young. He's not a wrestler. He's a sports entertainer. He has very limited moves He set. gets a pop. And his his huge daredevil days are largely behind him. He can cut a promo about as well as Roderick Strong, He's brutal, and he doesn't seem like he'll be wearing face paint. And his character work is, a, and his character work will see promo work. Um, and he is about as much of a WWE guy as you can get. Like they have been signing a bunch of people lately, but I can really see the value and talent in guys like Swerve, Keith Lee, and Murphy. I really don't get what Jeff brings to the table. I understand he's still very popular and there's that name value, but I think you get that in guys like Jericho and Punk who are doing much better and I think have more use than Jeff Hardy and popular stars who they've made or who are better than Jeff. I don't see the need for him. I sure as hell don't need a Hardy Boys reunion, much less um, anywhere outside of WWE. Even then, I'd probably still complain, but like, at least it makes more sense there because that's what they do. Yeah. Um, I'll be fine, I guess, as long as He isn't taking up important spots, but Hardy Boys better not last here. Or he had a title run run at the most, and then they can retire. Like, I swear, if they're anywhere near the title scene, I'm complaining about that. Yeah, I
0: won't be thrilled either.
1: Like, they need to, like, they can't be doing much. Like, I I really don't get this. Like, and I used to not mind Jeff Hardy, but I've never been huge into him. I missed him. Like, I, I completely missed on it
0: seems like they just basically hey jeff hardy's a free agent today and then they rushed to get to this right like matt hardy has a change of heart the day his brother becomes a free agent right right so it's just like oh we can officially put him on tv now what's the fastest way to write our way out of this situation and it didn't even work better me.
1: hardy or matt hardy like re-signed his contract to match jeff's so
0: oh great they're there <laughs> together yeah nice
1: yeah so great! Mm-hmm. I'm very happy. Now let's talk about a nice signing. Um, we have a Swerve a guy interview. in his
0: prime that's been underused everywhere. Right? Mm-hmm. That's that's the guys you're signing. Yep. Andrade, that, yeah. Malachi, Swerve. Those Murphy. make sense to me. Right.
1: Mm-hmm. Keith Lee. Those make sense. Uh-huh, Although they're not doing sure.
0: much with him, but we'll get to that. Who Keith Lee yeah. or Murphy? Keith Lee's like. Yeah. Anyway, he, he's, he's just starting. He's just starting.
1: Um. So Swerve will have his in-ring debut on Rampage, and which um was last night. Uh, Swerve says he's hyped uh, and Tony Nese cuts him off saying everyone is hyped and nobody did that for him. Tony Nese says Swerve doesn't have an opponent for Rampage and since they have a history of wrestling on Friday nights ooh. Uh, he says why don't they do it again? Swerve says he was wondering who would interrupt him first and of course it was Nese. He says he'll see him on Friday and it's Swerve's house. H- has has Nese they- wrestled yet? Yeah. He, uh, he's on... Dark a bunch. He challenged him the TNT title on Rampage. Not on Dynamite though, right? I don't. I don't remember uh, seeing. Him. I haven't seen him wrestle in AEW yet. No. I'm pretty sure. Um. Also, I, I wish they would call him Shane Strickland with like Shane Swerve Strickland. It seems to be mostly Swerve Strickland, which yeah. It's it's not the worst name. I just don't love that Swerve is like an actual name. You yeah.
0: know. I kind of liked niece's heel logic about like I didn't get this kind of reaction from everybody, right? So that's a of. Simple way to get him involved in this first match, and I don't know. Swerve's really cool, and I think that should be a really good match, actually. Right? It's on rampage. Yeah, sure. I might want to check it do. out. But they that'd are be, familiar. That would be tonight. Yesterday. Yesterday, right? <laughs> Yesterday. Yep. I forget my days of the week sometimes. <laughs> yep. right. When you're Jeff yeah, Hardy's yeah. age, you know, <laughs> and AJ Styles' age, I, mean, and tough. I
1: I know you're just as much of a daredevil, right? So I mean, uh, uh, more so you, probably. You, you've had to take in your fair share. Of oh, hundred percent. The bumps Remember, I've taken. Yeah, yeah. Let me mm-hmm. tell you. Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. Back in my day. <laughs> yep. That's how I know the ring apron is the hardest part of the ring. I've experienced it. Ah. But anyways, carry on.
1: mm mm-hmm. um, I thought it was a cool segment. that Nisa saw it. I like Swerve. Should be a pretty cool match yeah. for Swerve. Yeah,
0: Nie- best thing is his in-ring, right? Like, his speaking and character stuff are actually better than I thought, but not Swerve amazing. Swerve is pretty well-rounded. Yes, um, Swerve's cool. And
1: I, I hope they do flesh out his character more. Like, I mean, I know what he's done, but I don't know, like, what they're going to go with here. Right. I know, like, I, we saw something but, like, he's kind of trying to not trying do to, the hero thing. Right, not just fall I've back into a hip hop. guy. some, they're doing that on the indies. Yeah. So, I think sand, he's trying to distance sand's himself the from the best it. member. Right. So, I, yeah, I'm curious to see what he does. But, I mean, he's just starting out, like, I would say the same for Keith Lee. Um, So, mm-hmm. we'll see. Next, we get a Wardlow in ring promo Sonic Champion 2. Right. Electric Boogaloo. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, Oh, yeah. What was it? I think someone said, like, um, suggested name for the Jericho group was like Inner Circle 2 Electric Boogaloo. And then I someone like like said, um, Add Rick Boog, so and it's Electric Boogaloo. Ooh. Mm-hmm. They should do Inner Circle 2 Electric Boogaloo. Now, that is a good name. And I would buy two of that shirt one for me and one for the cat.
0: Mm-hmm. She loves t shirts.
1: Yeah, and electrics and boogaloos. Yeah um what is a boogaloo is that know. a thing
0: it just was the name of no break two, break two. Boog- i don't think it was anything <laughs> yeah i know
1: i think it's funny yeah. so me any too. Two. i use it for everything yeah i know of course me too any two is electric boogaloo I'm automatically
0: and, it's just my reaction and, right
1: and like so my thing is also like if you're going like let's say there's iron man 3 right isn't that then iron man 3 electric boogaloo 2 electric boogaloo because uh, it's, it's the second electric I boogaloo, which is an electric boogaloo. It's not as fun. I know. but it's then it's a double. It's twice as electric. I guess. Um, Warlow says they all have to come to a moment in their lives when they have to ask if they'll help and work for someone to accomplish their dreams or choose to accomplish their own. Warlow says he helped him Jeff achieve things and fulfill his dreams and got nothing but disrespect out of it. He says he knew him Jeff was a bad person. We signed for the job he apologizes for associating himself with such trash but he grew up poor and knew he wanted to wrestle because he loved it and knew it provide knew it would provide uh him and his family with a better life and he said mjf got him or got his foot in in the door and he thanks him for that no matter how much he's paid it doesn't give mjf the right to disrespect him and his family he says mjf chose his own fate last week and he's still under contract but he doesn't care anymore he says his actions at Revolution showed he's done watching MJF's back. He's out of the pinnacle and he is finally free. He says he hopes MJF is as intelligent as he says he is and re- will release him. He says he will take the TNT title and obtain a new contract. And when he does, he won't stop with the TNT title and AEW will be, be Wardlow's world.
0: Great. Uh, I thought Wardlow did a pretty good job because this is by far his longest promo, right, in AEW. Um. Again, I'm a sucker for it. I like the inclusion of his backstory, whether it's true or not. I always think it sounds true. So maybe like, Here's why I signed with MJF. I mean, I grew- all you really
1: need is that it sounds true, right? Right,
0: like, I grew up poor. This was guaranteed money. I took it. I regret it, whatever. Um, I liked he kicked up the intensity a little bit near the end when he talked about finally being free. I also like that he wants to be done with MJF altogether, right? Like, not even have a match against him. Just like, I want to just go our separate ways because I imagine MJF is not done with him, right? And I think that's an interesting story to tell. Like, you can just imagine the arrogant MJF being like, you don't tell me that when I'm done with you, right? I'll tell you when I'm done with you sort of thing. So I imagine that's the route they're going to go, and I'm interested to see it. So I thought, like, was this a, a perfect promo? Was he like Eddie Kingston? No, but I thought it was very good for a guy who hasn't really had a chance to do it. So I like this.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I was actually going to say the same. I think for the first lengthy promo he's done, I think this is pretty good for more, yep. though. Um, I, I like parts of it for sure. I think he did a solid job of turning him face more after he's been kind of gaining popularity and the slow burn for this. Um, I like the family background, giving him more depth, and why last week set him off, aside from him. Jeff being an ass 24-7. I think it's time you got out of the pinnacle this also accomplished that. Ceilings will be saying about at least the possibility of no MJF match, which I'd be okay with. But I also like a feud between them with MJF costing World of the TNT title match, especially you know, based on tonight's events. I right. feel like it, they need to kinda of pull off some shenanigans. Right. And then like maybe they we do get the MJF feud or like MJF trying to get a match, but then like Ward logo just keeps trying to like distance himself from it until yeah. like he just decides to kick MJF's ass. Right. Um, because I don't think Wardlow really needs a title right now. No, and we, he's over. And right, we talked anything. about it. We had a new champion. I don't think Sky is well. I don't think he is the ones to do like a if they did week, a one so week long, transitional run. You like know if I mean? they
0: planned it so long ago for him Especially to have that it, it's probably true, right? not. That
1: and like true. I'm not. I don't think they're doing a one week transitional champion. Like they're not. Right. The WWE.
0: And I kind of like this because Wardlow. I think what he's basically saying is, I could take all of your crap. No- fine but then you slapped me and that was it right like that slap seemed to be the catalyst for him to be like "Uh uh-uh kind of thing Mm -hmm. you if you could have just held short of actually physically putting your hands on me maybe I could have kept doing it but that seemed to be like what pushed him over the edge and I kind of liked it
1: yeah same uh next we get a Keith Lee interview with QT Marshall there too for some reason
0: Because they don't know what to do with Keith Lee. That's what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. Right?
1: Um, Lee asks what QT wants, and he welcomes him and sees why they call him Limitless. He says they have seen another common ally in Team Taz, and he and the factory have Lee's back. He says he has a very large back. says he's good. And QT says he'll pay for this.
0: Welcome to AEW, where you're going to feud with Team Taz and then the factory. Like, what is it about this guy, like Keith Lee, that people don't know how to use him?
1: Um, so then next, I'm thinking Gun Club, and we round right. it out with Offo.
0: Right. So I, I don't know what the issue is here, but this is not a strong way to bring a free agent that you th- kind of told us was a major signing, and then this is what he's doing. I don't know, maybe. And again, it's AEW, so I do have faith that they'll figure something out eventually, but I couldn't care less about Keith Lee. rocky star AEW, Keith Lee, I do not care, right? And that yeah, shouldn't that, be... Yeah, that sucks, because I, I think be he case. has a lot of potential. And
1: I agree. I, I, I agree. I do trust that they will uh, make it better, because I think he is a pretty can't-miss talent. Yeah. Um, and he's... I know he's getting older. I do notice some gray hairs and whatnot, yeah. so I think they need to at least do something. Like, I'm not saying they need to give him a title, but... I still think, and they, it could need, I still be, think they need. think another title, but like he just needs something decent to do.
0: It could simply be like you're saying they book things well in advance, so it might be like, listen, right now we've got all our plans in place. Yeah. We weren't yeah, sure yeah. we were going to sign you, so we're just going to sort of put you in a holding pattern until.
1: Right. Yeah, and he can at least look good in these the, matches too, right, right? So. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think that might be that. Honestly, it would make sense just based on like what we were talking about the yep. long-term booking before, um, and honestly, that's okay because I feel like. I don't know, I think they'll give him something to do. Again, I think I they need so. some sort of other title. He's not my
0: favorite guy, but he deserves better than what yeah. he's doing right now. They
1: need some other title, and then, like, I don't know. He just needs, like, a cool feud. Yep. At the very least, or the whatever title thing. Um. So next, we get Jurassic Express for the acclaim for the tag titles. Um. Fresh off the triple threat defense. Yep. So that was good. In um, a TV, a competitive TV tag uh there was a body stand by Luchasaurus, and a, like where jungle boy he jumps off the top turnbuckles and like he kind of hits his knees off of Luchasaurus' shoulders then flips, into a senton. And then flips into a senton yeah, yeah. um there's a rebound lariat by jungle boy it's a commercial break and hot take flare by Luchasaurus. he just hit the choke slam standing moonsault love it um then to caster but then Bowens breaks up the pin bones hits that strike combo to jungle boy and hits the side slam and then Caster falls with the mic drop, mm-hmm. um, but Luchasaurus breaks that pin. So that was a pretty cool near fall sequence yep. by the acclaimed. Uh, Luchasaurus takes our Caster after an assist from Christian when Caster had a chain. Um, so then they do like Jungle Bushes and Escalator and they hit a Doomsday device yes. uh, for the win.
0: Yeah. Um, I thought it was pretty good. I Again, this was the Luchasaurus I don't find as entertaining as the one that used to just pop the crowd and me every time he came in so i don't know what is going on um and jurassic express are just they're missing something as champions for me i don't know what it is i, I generally they, like their matches i would but say
1: addition by subtraction garrett christian
0: he doesn't really do anything but there's just they don't have a lot of personality right they're really good in the ring but other than that you can't you, the one guy's a working a dinosaur gimmick which if you think about it, it's pretty ridiculous And then Jungle Boy is not very good on the mic at this point. So in the ring, I don't usually have an issue. I mean, I miss old Luchasaurus with all the crazy kicks and stuff. I feel like, like, just kick people, man. Where are the kicks at?
1: Yeah, kick them, maybe chop them, punch them, um, insult them, star press them.
0: So I like this and Acclaimed are, I think, kind of poised to move up a little bit at at some point.
1: They threw their names out there again, like in the tile scene. Yep. I think there's, like, considering they were doing, like, these quick, like, because I think it was, like, Tony Khan was, like, because he was impressed with whatever champion after the show. Like, Mm -hmm. I like that. I think I like that they chose the acclaim for this spot. Mm -hmm. Like, that they were doing these, and they they chose the acclaim. Like, I think that was that's cool.
0: So, Jurassic Park, good in ring. The rest, I'm sorry, Jurassic Express. Jurassic Attack. The rest is just kind of missing something for Mm -hmm, me. I don't know what it is.
1: Um, I think it was a solid tag match. It's all for TV wasn't anything amazing, but I think it was good. Commercial break kinda cut it off for me again. But other than I that other than that I liked it. I think they claim got some good stuff in while they could. Bowens always seems to nail that, that combo pretty nice. He's good, man, mm-hmm. I think. Uh I think uh then like that flurry was cool. Source tag was pretty good. Not as At least we got as, the moon salt, which is always nice that's, to see. That's what I'm like. Like, I think we need more kicks, but as long as we get the moonsault, I'm good, because that's one of his things, I know? wonder
0: if he was, like, potatoing people or something with his kicks, because that was, like, part of his really cool Tail stuff. whip was sick. And now it's just kind of not happening anymore. Yeah. But anyways. Never looked like he did, but I mean, no. you know,
1: you'd know, you never know, I guess. Um, And, the, um, and yeah, so I liked him going back to that, and I liked some of the kicks, which I love to see. Yep. Um, I wish they'd used Thoracic Express to win instead, but still a solid match. Yep um cargill promo she asked who's next and sterling asked who's left lists off everyone She's been a list roster right there
0: and something about the kiss of death who's next to have yeah. the kiss of death so
1: um sterling says she has an open challenge it's also 30 wins she asks who will step up she's the kiss of death on tbs that biatch show or whatever yep um this is fine standard jade stuff yeah right? it was she, standard.
0: she has great attitude um i
1: think it just sucks that, like there's no one like Prime to take the spot eventually like no. i feel like rosa is prime to take baker's right title eventually maybe next week um but like i don't think there's like i mean maybe it's too soon to think that but like i, I would know, like I jade like... to
0: build this up and as a monster and then deeb comes in and just like puts on a clinic dissects and, her yeah and beats her and jade's like realizes she's got some work to do still right i i don't know but yeah I don't uh, know I feel when like that's you gonna. You gotta happen. have
1: a baby face payoff for that, and then like you, then you go deep or something.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I
1: don't know. Um, next we have Thunder Rosa versus Layla Hirsch and the women's Hell Eliminator. So Winter faces Baker. Right, and, and St. Hirsch, Hirsch is the
0: number one ranked. They tell us. Yeah. These rankings, man, I don't know. <laughs> There's a couple I, of things that I annoy guess you me. Did on just
1: get a big win, but
0: AEW the rankings when they they just fluff up their resume on internet shows, and the other thing is. When you're having short to medium matches on TV, schedule them around a commercial, right? Yeah, like an eight-minute match with a three-minute commercial break in the middle is not cool. But anyways, right. I digress. Yeah,
1: that's that's one of my things recently. Yeah,
0: I'm noticing it a lot. And right. I was gonna like,
1: say like it's not even like we're knocking picture in picture. We do generally get it now, right? Yeah, it's still just. But that's know, not. It's not the same. Yeah, picture in picture like I I you don't get the volume of it. It's a Tiny little it's... screen.
0: There's no volume. It takes me out of it. Right. So. I don't know, but whatever.
1: Yeah, I agree. Um, there are holds and counters early on. Uh, corner clotheslines by Rosa. Uh, there's an arm arm stomp by Hirsch. Basement dropkick in Northern Lights two bucks for two by Rosa. It's weird. She had her set up like serrated, but then she kind of like it's like she jumps off her. You know? Yeah,
0: she she's determined to land on her feet, but it makes the dropkick not look as
1: yeah powerful. It's kind of because
0: she's determined to have it like I dropkick you and land on my feet. Ooh, but like. If the impact is 50% less, why don't you just kick the crap out of her and then stand up? <laughs> I don't know, but <laughs> yeah. anyways, that's just me. Um,
1: there's like the Miz clothesline in the corner, um, but Hirsch counters the like that swinging double knees in the corner and hits a German suplex or two. Superplexed by Thunder Rosa followed by the tiebreaker, which I, I only call it that because of Ty Dillinger. Yeah. He's like, we have him in the fireman's career, you swing him out into a facebuster on the knee. Right. Austin Theory currently uses it, I believe. Um, And then Rosa does hit the fire Thunder driver for the win. And Shivani says, um, he's talking from the announced uh, table. He has a mic. Um, he says, Almost oh, been a year since the Lights Out match. And she has another shot Baker next week, which will be a steel cage match for obvious reasons.
0: In Rose's hometown. Mm. So I'm thinking, title change.
1: Mm, no. It's not WWE. <laughs> they don't bury no. them in their hometown. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, maybe. And then we cut to Baker and company backstage. She said she'd be Rose at the pay per view. And Rosa gets another shot instead of going to the back of the line. Uh, Baker says hi to Red Velvet asks where Martinez is. She's fighting Jamie Hader on Rampage. And it won't nice. matter next week. She says she isn't afraid of Rosa or the cage, even though Rosa won the Lights Out match. She was the real winner coming out. That's true. Mm-hmm. And she signs off the DMD. Technically, um, Baker's 2-0 in this feud, technically speaking.
0: Right, because the other one does not count. Mm-hmm. Lights were out. Yep. Yeah, I don't love the decision to have Hersh lose so quickly and decisively. Why wasn't the cage match at the pay-per-view? Um, I don't know after she gets her biggest win at revolution right finally gains some momentum and then loses on the next week's show so i didn't love that but i guess it's mostly to further the angle with red velvet which i'm also not super interested in but um i still feel like somebody else could have been fed to rosa here and you could have progressed the other angle somewhere else but the match was fine there was a little bit of sloppiness there seems like
1: Hirsch was ranked number one i guess but like I think they could just avoid this whole thing and whoever's ranked number five, given them this I'm exactly. going to Google that quick.
0: There was a little bit of sloppiness, which seems to be in Hirsch's matches quite a bit, despite I I really like her because I think she's just kind of different, but um, she needs to clean some things up probably. And I guess Hirsch is facing Red Velvet at some point. Don't really care. Why don't um, you just
1: give it to Red Velvet? Honestly, like number five. Come it on. also
0: feels really quick to have Baker and Rosa face off again because I've been saying it forever, right? This is the money women's match. and there should be a major build and lots of drama, and I don't really think there has been. And it feels like the title change has to happen next week, right? How many times can Rosa fall short? Especially so, in a
1: cage match. Like, I feel like this is like the... Yeah, I feel like, like I feel like they should have just made a stronger build to the pay-per-view, which they're totally capable of. And then you have a cage match at the pay-per-view.
0: I just really wanted this to feel like the culmination of a bitter, bitter feud, and I'm not feeling that, right? Based off right. of... Because it's kind of like it. this feud... <laughs> Peaked with the with the dark match, right? Then the whatever lights out match. It because it's kind of hasn't gotten back to that level or close for me yet, and I want it to. But I'm hoping that whatever the match is next week I is. I think they'll so. decide the match next we'll see. week. could yep. hopefully get
1: there to those heights maybe literally yeah because cage right um i thought it was a solid match again but again hurt by the commercial break i think a little sloppy on hirsch's end and whatnot but i think for what we got it was solid just wish they got more time because they're both pretty good um the match next week should be great but the build is getting rushed but this match is okay um then we come to our main event which is sammy grower scorpio sky for the tng title three title matches on the show actually it's a pretty stacked show at least mm-hmm. in matches um, there's a uh, back and forth with a lot of limb targeting, like a lot of midsection targeting. Yes, because Sammy Sky. was
0: taped up from
1: the Trius match. Right. Um, Guevara rams Sky into the barricade a couple times and then stares after he pulls the table. Mm-hmm. Remember there was a little trouble. What? With the barricade.
0: Oh yeah, that, that's right. Scorpio Sky, like Sammy was looking to run him into the barrier further away. And Sky thought he was running him into the one right beside them. So basically, it's like it almost looked like Sky kind of dove into the barricade <laughs> and, and Sammy kept moving forward. He carried like, through the motion. He was expecting to still have Sky with him. It's so, But I mean, to save it, Scorpio did hit the barricade pretty hard. It just clearly wasn't <laughs> yeah, what Sammy. They weren't on the same page. It was just kind of funny. Yeah, it was.
1: Um, there was like a really crisp super kick on the outside by Guevara after he voiced a TTO. You, you loved Like, it. you really nailed it. Yep. Um, Guevara misses a six thirty outside and through the table. Crazy! That like, was... ugh,
0: that guy's nuts, man. Like yeah. that table just exploded. It looked yeah. awful. There's no yeah. good way to take that.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, repeated midsection knees by Sky, and then he throws Guevara out of the ring. Multiple punches backbreakers by Sky. Very many. Um, uh, roll up for two, and then chops by Guevara. Springboard cutter by Guevara for two. He counters a TKO and hits a super kick and a GTH, but Sky rolls out of the ring. Guevara's like distracted by Conti and Paige Van Zandt arguing, and Sky nails a TKO for the shock win.
0: Yeah, I was quite surprised mm-hmm. here. Lots and... of Tay Conti coming down to check on Guevara too after going through yeah. the table, right?
1: Um, and then Guevara and Conti get laid out, and Van Zandt signs her AEW contract. Yay! On Tay Conti's butt. Yeah.
0: Right? Yay. Uh, so I like the story here that basically Sammy's super high risk offense and how he always talks about how he's, cr- or makes this gesture, right? Like he's crazy. That actually ended up costing him the match, essentially, because going through that table right was kind of uh, the turning point. And I like because Scorpio Sky's talented enough, veteran, to effectively target target Sammy's back. Like some of those backbreakers he was hitting looked really good, so I like that. I was not expecting the title change, um, and it would have been nice to see Sky wrestle on TV ahead of this, because remember that he hadn't lost a singles match in 364 days, and I told you that. He literally That's not almost a year. Not one of those was on Dynamite though, so, right? So people who only watch Dynamite, like us mostly. I mean, we dabble in Rampage, but like we haven't seen Sky win a singles match. So this whole like it's the belt against the streak. Well, the streak is kind of meaningless when I've never seen the kid <laughs> win a singles match. But anyways, um, looks like we're getting this mixed tag right, with Sammy and Conti versus Van Sant and whoever her husband or. Page. or
1: one of the men in the year guys i guess Could oh, be. no no um dan lambert of course
0: so i'm just annoyed because van Sant will come and take tv time away from a win women's division that's already i talk about it all the time struggling to get on tv enough mm-hmm. um i'm happy for scorpio also with sky the Deep
1: Sheta, like thing kind of got revitalized the other week like that yeah. we should be getting that payoff
0: right I'm happy for Sky because he's a veteran. He's been around forever. I've seen him all over the place. yeah and he's they good. said
1: first guy to hold a tag title in the TNT title.
0: So I fear that he might get taken out by Wardlow, but I think it makes sense for him to get screwed over yeah, by, yeah, I mean, this is right? good
1: because I, I I was lobbying for one of the many year guys to take the title before, right? So right. I, I guess I didn't get what I want here personally i might have preferred page a little more but i think sky is good honestly he's a little underrated like he's not yeah. the best or anything but he i think he's kind of underrated I, I like him um i thought this was pretty good it's nice to see sky after a while like you said it does kind of suck he hasn't been doing much like even if he just gets a few rampage matches in you yep. know what i mean like something like that Feels like him and Paige haven't been on TV in ages, especially if we're not talking about American Top Team. Like, when's the last time they were doing something not with American Top? Even it's been this, a long time. Even here, Lambert and Van Dam were still here. Like, mm-hmm. this is the chance that like you kind of read them. Like, honestly um Guevara's injured midsection This gave you a story throughout the match which uh, it's basic but it's something there it right? works yeah and while I could have done without the sand stuff I think it's good that Sky got the win um regardless of the finish and the title because I think he'll make a good TNT champion I hope he sells the two belts I just think it's funny
0: I hope not I think that's been too long now like it was funny for a bit but like how many months do we have two belts so that are exactly the same Ever? no
1: um some may say he will transition to Ward but I don't think AEW will make a title change just for a week. Like that's just not what they do. And
0: Wardlow doesn't need the title, right? Exactly. He's super exactly. over. And already. I think
1: MJF will get involved next week. Like you said, MJF yeah. won't be done with him that and Wardlow makes sense. will be. Yep. Uh but cool result nonetheless. Um try to be sure, but a welcome one. Has yep. Star Wars reference.
0: Uh nice. Uh overall, like looking back as I was scrolling through my notes, right? Really nothing special in terms of matches. Basically every match on this card. Um, had an upper card performer taking on a significantly lower card, right? Um, So the outcome was easily predictable in everything other than the main event. And none of the in-ring work I thought was, like, really standout. So I enjoyed the main event the most. That would be my match of the night. But even that was a notch or two below Dynamite's top main event matches. And the rest were, like, enhancement or almost enhancement, right? Which is strange for an episode of Dynamite, I think. Some of the segments were better. Um, Jericho's... Part with Kingston, I thought was awesome. Regal's promo was awesome. Wardlow did a really good job in his first lengthy solo promo, and then everything else was pretty non-offensive. Except I really didn't care for the a the AFo segment, obviously, uh, and the Jeff Hardy debut didn't do anything for me personally. Does not move the needle, as they say. So I don't think it was a bad show, but it's definitely not on my short list of favorite Dynamite episodes. I was, um. I don't think it was bad. I was entertained for most of it, but it's only getting a B minus for me this week. Oh. Just the in ring stuff, right? When you look back, it was like good person against kinda nobody. Good person mm-hmm. against nobody, right? So Um a little I just off saw someone
1: from SmackDown. It's really bad news. What's that? So you thought Gunther was bad, right? Yeah. So Well, um, the name's bad. Gunther's amazing. Yeah, not Gunther. I mean. Gunther. Seamus and Ridge Holland won a tag match with Butch by their side. Who's Butch? Pete Dunne
0: oh no r.i.p pete dunn that makes me sad yeah i that's awful i hate <sighs> ww i hate you so i don't sad. use that word often i hate I... that company he
1: just killed off pete dunn like a butch they they just ruined that's pete so dunn they literally just murdered pete dunn yep that's like that almost made me cry that was like actually that's the sad and i thought gunther was the worst i've ever seen but this is worse and like, so
0: what you're saying is that you are admitting that nobody watches NXT, right? Like they're like nobody watches that. We can just pretend he's a new dude. Like so st- anyways, what yeah, what do you think of that, Dynamite?
1: That just killed me. Nice. That sucks. Wow. Um yeah, but I I think it was a pretty uh, I think it was a solid show. Um, I like the opening segment. Um a decent I mean I don't really care about jazz, but I think the promo itself was a good segment. Um I liked Hangman Dante Martin, uh Mox um and Danson versus uh Asher Hale and JD Drake was pretty solid. I like that Dark Order segment, Pack Wheeler Yuta was cool but quick, Unspeter Buck segment was good, FTR was solid, the AFO did not like uh Swerve was solid, Wardlow was pretty good actually. Um Keith, Lee was fine. The tag title match was solid. Um, the women's match was, was okay, and the main event was solid. Um, I think generally a pretty good show, but um, nothing like amazing. I'd say I, I think it was pretty good though, so I'd give it like a low B plus. Fair enough. And I'm just still really sad. Right. I can't believe that.
0: And I know it sucks, yeah. but. That wraps up our Dynamite review. We're going to move into any other wrestling business. I think it's just me ripping through NXT this week before we uh, move into figuring it out. But until then, this segment is what we call Any Other Wrestling Business. Mm -hmm. All right, so NXT, did you watch any of it this week? I can't remember if uh, so you were in the neighborhood last no? week i made a note that you did this week i did not i don't think so were you not there for lashing out at all oh maybe. no
1: i wasn't but I segment been. of the year,
0: you should have been anyways let's get through this the show started with a hype package for the main event um for the nxt championship match the triple threat with ziggler braun and uh champa quick little package there then we start off with a dusty cup semi-final match which is Raquel Gonzalez, Cora Jade taking on Wendy Chu and Dakota Kai. So Wendy Chu falls asleep as Jade goes to tag out early on in this. And the only reason I made a note of this is because commentary start whispering on commentary to not wake up Wendy Chu. And I write, I, <laughs> and I have, so my note is, uh, commentary start whispering to not wake up Chu, brackets, I hate this. <laughs> um, Airplane spin by Gonzalez into an awkward slam of Chu. I think she wanted to turn it into a side slam, but it was a little bit sloppy and it's like Chu slipped out of her grip before. Anyways, doesn't matter. Um, great news though, Toxic Lounge is still there, and just to make it even better, they've added topless male servers into little group. Um but I think when they show this, it's only Mandy Rose and the other two are conspicuous by their absence, as they would say. Uh, so Kai and Chu suddenly even though they've only had one match together and they don't even talk to each other because Kai is too busy talking to her imaginary friend, they suddenly exhibit lots of teamwork and some tandem moves. Um, but then we find out where the rest of Toxic Attraction were. They attack Raquel Gonzalez's leg as she's outside the ring yelling at Dakota Kai. Jade then whiffs on an Insegiri because she has to. I don't. I hear people talking about her being the future and stuff. And every match I watch, yeah. she misses stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't understand. Anyways. Hot tag to the injured Gonzalez. Um, Dakota Kai breaks down and talks to herself instead of hitting her running boot in the corner to Gonzalez. It's like she's having issues executing it on Gonzalez, but she finally does. Uh, Kai and Chu win in 14 minutes with the reverse splash of Chu followed by the top rope double stomp or stimp, as my notes say, Mm -hmm. um, by Kai um, to win the match. Um, This got a lot of time. I think it might be longer than the previous... Uh, matches in this tournament combined. I thought it was just okay. Some of the action was fine, but the characters of Chu and Kai just take away from the action. I don't want to see somebody just doing sleep gimmicks and comedy throughout the first half of the match. I don't need Dakota Kai like glitching out and talking to herself and I don't know. It just feels silly to me and it's not what I want in wrestling. This match just kind of existed. It didn't really feel like a strong start to the show and it got quite a bit of time um, Tommaso Champa is ready to become a three-time NXT champion he says he respects Braun wants to take out Ziggler and the match means more than the title he will enter stand and deliver uh, as the main event etc 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 so this was the usual intense Champa promo where I think he even flings the chair before he walks out um, generic content but fine intense delivery Creed Brothers uh-oh as you know the parking lot right why would you even go in the parking lot like What's i the, would get dropped did, off at the door yeah and, and run and like, in
1: and like i like if you're gonna go through the parking lot have luggage okay right you you can't survive the luggage or a vehicle like you need something but they clearly are not smart so, rookies am i right
0: right well that's i guess that's the reason they got mm-hmm. taken out in the parking lot um and the rest of diamond mine and security show up to sort of check on them and help then we get dakota kai and raquel gonzalez there backstage upset about their loss as Gonzalez's legs being checked on by medical staff. Then we get Tiffany Stratton taken on Fallon Henley. Yikes. Um, actually, in this, there was an impressive, I think it was a cross-body attempt by Henley. So Stratton does the move where she catches her, right? Shifts her up onto a fireman's carry, and then a Samoan drop. So a pretty impressive show of strength by Stratton, I have to say. Then, <sighs> then there's random smoke appears on the ramp and everybody, the ref, both competitors, are distracted. Saray sneaks in and lands an incredibly weak, I think it was supposed to be a knee to Stratton, who's sitting against the ropes looking at the smoke, but it did not really make much impact at all. But it's followed up by a Shining Wizard by Henley, and she gets the surprise win in about three minutes, as Jensen and Briggs show up to carry her out on their shoulders. So Fallon Henley picks up a win. The Stratton and Saray angle will continue. Awesome. Good stuff.
1: That's fun. It was kind of... Wait, what do you mean? Oh, it was the necklace versus necklace. That's right.
0: So this was more about the angle with... <laughs> eye for
1: an eye, necklace for a necklace. I think it was
0: more about that than the match. Um, and they basically botched that angle, I think, because Saray's attack looked like it barely made any impact. Um, and why can't there just be more actual wrestling shows? Why does everything have to be a vehicle to an angle, right? Like, wrestling for the sake of wrestling is fine and is what some people want to see. But anyways, what do I know? We get a Chase you segment where he's blaming his latest uh, loss on the people that held the banner for him to run through during his entrance. He praises Bodhi for taking one for the team because, remember, he took a punch there at ringside. And we see that Bodhi has, like, a comically bruised, infected-looking eye. So another student suggests that Bodhi should have his eye checked out. And guess what? Chase snaps, swears at him, throws a basketball at him. So this is still the exact same joke since week one when we thought it was okay, right? Like, okay, this is something. Same joke every time with just a slightly different setup. It reminds me of when you and or your brother were like toddlers and you keep telling the same joke over and over because you think it's hilarious and your parents being the lovely people that we are, we keep acting like it's funny, right? Even though it's not after the third time. So that's what these segments are pretty much like painful because it's it's just the same thing. Except it's all adults and no one thinks it's funny. Right, it's just... Week in and week out, nothing ever changes. Chase continues to lose every match as well. So anyways, um, Mellow and Trick are back in the barbershop, which I like because I thought it was really good the first time. So Trick uh, starts out by listing all the people that have challenged Hayes and lost to this point. Then there's a bunch of basketball references. Mellow announces that he's has made some golden rules, but I really feel like he didn't tell us what they were, if I remember. Anyways, he's ready for the ladder match at Stand and Deliver, and they decide that four opponents is the right number. And that they should all have to qualify. So this is going to lead to... Oh,
1: Biggie has a broken neck.
0: Wow. This is going to lead to qualifying matches for who's in this tournament. So Mello says he will win and deliver the performance of a lifetime to prove that he is the best North American champion ever. I'm waiting for you to take exception to that.
1: Oh, um, uh, swerve. <laughs> Wait, no, Adam Cole.
0: That's what I was waiting for. Yeah, Adam Man. Cole, baby. Uh, So I've enjoyed both of the segments in the barbershop. I think it's a cool Walker, little... Either. Location part of who
1: does the barber shop? What do you mean, or is it just a random barbershop? Just a random barber shop. Oh, okay. I thought it's it was just like... like they're
0: actually there to get haircuts and they're just chatting with people oh, that okay, are there, okay. right? Um, so Mellow comes across really natural, I think. Trick was ramped up a little bit here, it was close to annoying, but still wasn't bad. He's better for me when he's a bit subdued, but I like this segment compared to most things on this show. Then we get lashing out. Speaking of segments, compared to things, oh, yes. It's Nikita Lyons. She is the guest since she wants to talk about it is what Lash tells us. So Lash implies, because these are adults, right? So Lash implies that Lyons' mother was promiscuous. Basically, like you said, your dad uh, was a rock star and your mom was a groupie. Was she your dad's groupie or was she like everybody? You know what I mean? Like that kind of idea. Uh, so Lyons then defends her mother, suggests that Lash is too judgmental. Lash stands up and gets mad, gets in Lyons' face a bit, and then, because this is what adults do as well, accuses Nikita Lyons of having butt implants.
1: I mean, like, okay, I'm not going to say it's a false accusation, but, like, also, like, like, I mean, wow, sick burn?
0: I guess. Lyons denies it, says she's all natural, whatever. They argue, get into each other's faces, and the segment, my notes say, as the segment mercifully ends. <laughs> um, so, yeah, another painful juvenile segment. Your mom's a hoe and you have a fake butt, was basically (laughs) what this was, right? So, again, there's 12 year olds backstage writing out this script, I think. Nobody came out looking good, and if it leads to a match, wow.
1: Oh, man. I don't that. Because last
0: legend is awful. And Nikita 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 lines did not look good. So, that could be.
1: I think I. That's
0: appointment TV.
1: I think I am obligated to see that. Uh, Yeah, I'm sure. They do that. I think I am. I think I have an obligation to see that. At
0: this point, if no one gets hurt, then that's a success, I think. If yeah, no I one think gets the, legit hurt, the match is
1: a success if everyone turns out fine, even if the match sucks. Right.
0: Uh, Imperiums st- are talking to Mackenzie backstage. Obviously, they're the main suspects in attacking the Creed's, but they say they would never do anything to dishonor the sport, and it's a shame that the Creeds got attacked ahead of their match against Imperium tonight. MSK interrupt and say that they know what Imperium is doing, and that it won't work, they'll take the creed shot if the creeds can't go. Um, A fine interaction between these teams. I prefer MSK not trying to be funny, so this is kind of more the role I prefer them in, just trying to be normal a little bit. So I guess the idea is they assume that imperium attacked them i kind of feel like it's going to be msk that did it but anyways we'll see because they keep getting booed by this crowd anyways so
1: no but remember wasn't that because of the izzy parents yeah but i mean
0: they're getting booed every week right so somehow are they they? that's they're still getting you still hear boos when they are really that's so weird um it's nxt junior high time as we get briggs and jensen your favorite they're celebrating (laughs) with fallon henry when (laughs) legato come in because she won the match uh, she beats no, but She's
1: their person. Right. She was oh the bartender. It's them versus Legato. She was that the bartender that
0: explained that he's friend zoned. Right? That's gross. Um. So Brooks and Jensen accuse Legato of attacking the Creeds, but I like Legato's response, which is basically like, if we attack them, everybody would know. Like they wouldn't do it secretly. They right. just don't care. Which right. I thought was a appropriate response. Lopez, um, Elector Lopez basically mocks Jensen for never having been with a woman, and then Legato leave. Henley, Henley then asks Brooks and Jensen if they attack the Creeds, uh, and Briggs says, "Of course not." So, I mean, was this good? No, but was it as bad as the normal Brooks and Jensen segments? Probably not. Plot um,
1: twist: the Creeds beat up each other because they're brothers. <laughs>
0: They attacked each other at the same time and took each other out, <laughs> yes. right? In
1: the parking lot. Because the parking lot makes people do crazy things, all right? It's, it's an unpredictable place.
0: So it is. I guess NXT is trying to give us a little bit of a mystery as to who attacked the Creed. So I appreciate the effort. I remember but...
1: the, the Aleister Black one was cool. Remember? Yeah. That was, yeah. That was the first I'm instance kind of, of a parking sucker. lot dangerous.:
0: I'm kind of a sucker Nips. for those stories, right? Yeah. A little bit of suspense. Whodunit, um, as say. But this did not feel like adults interacting again. So we get one of the longest feuds we've had, which is L.A. Knight versus Grayson Waller in a last man standing match. That's
1: been at least since Halloween Havoc.
0: Yeah, long. So Knight attacks Waller as Waller's making his entrance. Um, the crowd are actually like into this right off the bat, and not just the piped-in crowd, but I think the actual crowd are yeah, into Waller,
1: it. Yeah, Waller garners heat.
0: He does. You get an early roll through cutter by Waller. Knight does the move where he suddenly like runs up the ropes for a superplex that I think looks pretty cool. He follows it with the BFT. Then we get the uh, trash cans get used, chairs get used. Actually, um, Waller ends up in a trash can, just getting worn out by chair shots. Oh, it nice. looks pretty good. You know, I
1: saw in two k they have a stop sign in there now, which I thought was kind of cool. Nice. And hockey that's, stick.
0: That's the ECW stuff. Yeah, to that's, that's
1: new. Like they have. I don't think I've ever seen them in games before.
0: They fight onto some scaffolding, and Waller falls off, but we don't see the landing. It's just like I saw that. Like the Mysterio and Royal Rumble funny. thing. It was kind of dumb, right? Where he just mm. falls and you don't see him.
1: Or was that, um, do you mean like when he got thrown off the roof? Yeah, what was money that? Money in the bank.
0: Sorry, money in the bank, right. Um, so then Knight ends up, oh sorry, Sanga carries Waller back to the ring and choke slams Knight on the a apron. a pad. So Wait, Na- Knight, en- Knight ends up handcuffing Sanga to the ring post to sort of immobilize him. We get a quick update on the Creeds. They won't compete against uh, tonight and MXK will take their spot against Imperium. Waller is then dropped out of the ring through a table at ringside. Knight puts a... Oh, that's where it is. Puts a trash can over Waller, wears him out with a chair, takes out Sanga with a chair. Waller hits a top rope elbow drop. You know, the one where he goes between the legs with like, like he's a basketballer. Um, through the announce table? Yeah, through the announce table. Looked pretty good. Knight can't beat the count as Waller uses Sanga to sort of climb to his feet. And Waller wins this match after 16 minutes. Um, I was pretty entertained by this. Like, it's a... It's a WWE hardcore match, so it's going to be what it is, right? They're never going to go too crazy. But I thought it, was, it wasn't it was anything special, but it moved quickly, held my interest. A really lengthy feud. I could see Knight kind of leaving now, maybe, going up up after this, because I think the feud's over, and Waller has dominated the feud. So, And Waller's one of the new talents that I actually like. Um, an acceptable weapons match. Nothing really innovative or crazy, but definitely a pretty fun watch. So Braun Breaker... Talks about Ciampa and Ziggler having all the experience, whereas he just shows up and busts his butt to work hard every day to keep the championship. He'll run right through that roadblock tonight. Uh, Fine, kind of generic promo. He's doing the whole I work harder than everybody gimmick. It makes sense for him, I guess. So, yeah, it was fine. (sighs) Tony D'Angelo is eating in his cousin's Italian restaurant, being as stereotypical as possible. Yes. He does his mobster stuff to convince the owner. I was a bit confused because he says his cousin's restaurant but then he had to be like mobster guy to convince the owner to stay so i don't know if he's saying his cousin just works there anyways who cares too much thought put into this um he wants to become the new Don of nxt because Don is like the head mobster guy so you got to just lean into the stereotype <laughs> so you guys that listen regularly know how i feel about this character at this point he's back to leaning into the stereotypical italian mobster and it's still awful um, next semi-final in the Dusty Cup, it's Kaylee Ray and Io Shirai taking on Caden um, Carter, Casey Catanzaro. So again, we're shown the Toxic Lounge. This kind of made me laugh. I told you that they, had re- they now have topless servers there. So um, they've been replaced by Anafe and Blade are now being the topless sure. servers because they want to get close to Mandy Rose, right? That's been kind of their thing. So that kind of made me laugh. Um, but again, it's all like romance, romance, right? It's all just like it's like teenagers, basically, right? Mm-hmm. Hormones, hormone overload on NXT. So, Carter and Cat and Zero have a nice sequence. They're kind of flying all over the ring. Take Kaylee Ray and EO out on the floor, heading into a commercial. Commentary point out that Carter and Cat and Zero are the only actual tag team left in the tournament. Interesting. Wait,
1: they pointed that out?
0: Yes. Like <laughs> everybody else, we just threw them together. No, they actually said they're <laughs> the only actual tag team left. <laughs> And, that's why I made a note. I thought it was pretty funny. That's hilarious. Exposing the business. Yeah. Um, Zero hits a reverse Rana to Kaylee Ray off of Carter's shoulders. It looked like Kaylee Ray landed right on her head. It was a little bit scary, but she seemed to be okay. So a cool move. Not too sure Caden, Cat, uh, Carter and Zero are ready for that, but they did it and it looked scary. Anyways, KLR bomb and then an EO moonsault. <laughs> They're doing the whole like you do you, finisher, I'll do mine for the super tag team. So they win after 11 minutes. Um, I Actually, this was by far the best match of this tournament. Really fast-paced match. I thought it was a pretty fun sprint. So Catanzaro and Carter are hit and miss for me. Remember, I loved one of their matches.
1: Against Kai Gonzalez. Right. I remember that one was good.
0: It was good. And I thought this one was good this week as well. I enjoyed this match more than anything else in the tournament, as I said. The tournament has strangely been about makeshift teams beating established teams. And I think that's just... Revealing how they feel about tag teams, right? Like tag team experience, cohesiveness means nothing. If you put two good people together, they'll beat a good tag team, which I do not like. Um, But anyways, that's not a philosophy I appreciate, Mm -hmm. right? Just respect it. It's slightly different. And some people are better in tag teams than individuals, right? Uh, So Cora Jade now is attacking Mandy Rose in the Toxic Lounge, I guess as payback for Toxic Attraction, taking out Gonzalez earlier. So Gonzalez and Jade seem like their buddies officially now. Aw.
1: Aw, friends forever.
0: Indy, or as my notes say, Inid, is watching <laughs> Is watching a replay of her and what Persia's time. loss as Persia walks in with Duke Hudson and starts talking about what a great weekend they had. I don't to
1: call him Hook Dudson because I think Hook is funny. <laughs>
0: Indy questions Persia's commitment. In dud. Persia, or Paris, as mine says. Some <laughs> good typing going on here.
1: And what, in it and Paris?
0: Paris, P-E-R-I-S.
1: Okay, so in it and Paris. Um, nice.
0: Persia says she carried the team, and she and Indy argue about who is better. Duke tries to speak. Indy shuts him down, and the women decide to have a match to see who's better. Oh, Persia.
1: I wouldn't like them being randomly introduced as best friends? That just means nothing now. No, nothing.
0: <laughs> um. So Indy walks out, and Persia and Duke aggressively make out to end the segment. <laughs> <laughs> I've saw... because... I've
1: seen that clip multiple times, which not even my fault because it popped up on my feed from yep. Duke Hudson and also from NXT. Yeah. So that sucks.
0: That's great stuff. Uh, so yet another storyline I couldn't care less about, likely because I'm not an adolescent or a teenager. I, seemed, I am, and well, I still you're not don't interested, care. But you're more mature than the average 14-year-old, I think. Um, anyways, Tiffany talks to, I guess that would be Stratton, talks to Mackenzie and says she was only trying to help Saray with her fashion. I was
1: thinking uh, ECW General Manager
0: <laughs> And she says nobody says no to Tiffany, and she's going to break Saray's face. So fine. I thought she was going to say necklace. I actually think Sarray, sorry, Saray, Tiffany Stratton may have potential. It's too bad the people, that's not nice. My notes are, I think Stratton may have potential, dot, dot, dot. Too bad the people writing for her don't. <laughs> Tough but fair, I feel like. So we get the sort of impromptu tag team match, which is MSK taking on Imperium. Um, and I hadn't heard at this point, my notes were like, were they actually injured? Why were they pulled from the match? But it appears it's just storyline. So Barrett suggests that kind of odd. Barrett suggests, and I kind of like it, that MSK are the only ones that really be- benefited from the Creeds being taken out, right? Which is kind of what I was thinking too. MSK dominate until Eichner catches Lee and throws him against the ropes. Imperium then control Carter for a while, leading to a Lee hot tag. But the Creeds show up and attack everyone, and the match ends in a DQ. For who was my question, because they kind of beat everybody, right? So it was so, more like a no contest yeah. to me. But, um, so five and a half minutes. It was honestly a pretty good half of a match. Um, But again, it was more about the angle at the end because matches can't just be for matches. They have to be for some sort of angle. Always. On this program. Draco Anthony's working out. He notices Harland is just kind of standing there watching him. Gacy gives Draco the usual spiel, trying to get Draco to sort of join them. But long forgotten, Zion Quinn comes to Anthony's defense.
1: I actually did forget.
0: Say that Draco is his own man and Gacy wants Anthony to think more about his offer. I, I don't know, I thought this was fine. It's 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 what Gacy has been doing. I like that they at so.
1: least like it was stupid when it lasted, but at least they didn't like go full on with the him and Lopez.
0: No, they didn't. It's kinda like now clearly he's doing something else. So we get the announcement and a little vignette that A Kid is coming to NXT. Jacket time we're watching I'm the hype. I'm wondering
1: if it'll be like a Dragonov or if it's like he's come, coming coming i don't
0: think so my instincts are I he's mean, not coming to I stay mean, but i don't know
1: they might need a new european guy now that butch is gone
0: and who can he fall in love with because it's all about a love angle
1: um i'm trying to think of do they have anyone uh Sarai, anyone? Um, oh, sorry, oh, okay um kaylee ray okay there we go there, yep, it is. there it is
0: because people from similar cultures have to be together right exactly you couldn't actually yep. mix because like duke and Pers are both australian i think oh because right? <laughs> you cannot catch. mix um so jacket time we're watching the hype video they're excited a kid's coming and i am a kid is cool
1: he just did not (laughs) fit.
0: my notes are making me i'm amusing myself a kid is pretty cool but nxt is not so i'm not super happy for him (laughs) tbh um main event breaker champa ziggler for the nxt championship Ziggler rolls out early to let the other two start, but then he's pretty much right back in, um, so he didn't really take too much advantage. he's an idiot. Breaker awkwardly suplexes both guys at the same time. Like, Z- they landed, like, Z- Ziggler landed first and not...
1: Well, who did that the one time as you and it looked bad? Remember Cross? That's who it was. This Cross did that once.
0: Um, Breaker's pushed oh, off. Oh, it was
1: Birch and Lorkin. Didn't he injure one of them? Remember? He did. Because remember Birch, him, right? him and Balor were teaming against he them he for some Birch. reason. Yeah, yeah. And then that's where the VK titles, which is how MSK won them. Right. Right, yeah.
0: R.I.P. Lorcan and Birch. <laughs> uh, Breakers.
1: They're in the new 2K, I think. I saw their tag oh, entrance. Nice. So that's good for
0: them. Because 40% of the people in there are released, basically, is what I saw, of, I, think.
1: Mm-hmm. I think. a bunch of them, at least.
0: Breakers pushed off the top to the floor, allowing Ziggler and Champa to face off for a bit. Champa takes, or Campa, as am I spelling. <laughs> some good, good typing going on he's, this week.
1: These are really funny.
0: Kempa <laughs> takes out both men, <laughs> then sits on the apron to pat himself on the back, which is now one of his like signature spots. Steiner recliner to Champa, sleeper to breaker by Ziggler at the same time, famouser and zigzag to Champa for a near fall. I honestly thought that might have been it right there. Then we get an odd spot. Oh, I showed you this. <laughs> Where Champa hits the project Ch- oh, Champa, yeah. which is. Project Champs uh, in my notes <laughs> today. Um, as Breaker just I, my notes were as Breaker just crawls out of the ring, and my it says like I don't think he was supposed to be in the ring he for the near like, fall.
1: He just like ran like around them and just like dove. In, in hindsight, somewhere.
0: I think he was supposed to spear champa yeah, as but then. He was, I
1: don't know what the hell he did. No, like I it I was either. so weird. He
0: just kind of goes on his belly almost like military crawling <laughs> out of the ring.
1: No, but like he kind of like ran in and then like just dove, yeah, nowhere. it was
0: bizarre. And then it looks like it was supposed to be a spear attempt because they they kind of take to it, I think. This time, um, Champa right after, he's going for the fairy tale ending, and Breaker does spear him. So All I right. think that was the original plan, but it was kind of funny. Yeah, Breaker fights off the zigzag, spears Ziggler, gorilla press power slam, but Bobby Roode pulls the referee out of the ring. We get the willow's bell and a fairy tale ending, but Ziggler steals the cover for a pretty believable near fall there rude pulls breaker out of the ring ziggler lands you
1: get to see his butt what i didn't see that yeah you you get like a a quick um moon
0: nice um <laughs> ziggler lands one more super kick to champa for the, the win ultimate finisher. in 12 and a half minutes so honestly a fine television triple threat a decent nxt main event with several believable near falls i thought the final few minutes were pretty chaotic and fun Ziggler winning was a little bit surprising, but I would be shocked if Breaker doesn't win the title back at Stand and Deliver. It's the babyface chasing the title is generally a better story and more interesting, so I get that decision even though I don't. Again, it's, hey, this perennial loser on main roster is coming down to NXT, and now he's taking the title. I mean, it's mitigated somewhat by the fact that Rude got involved multiple times, but at the end of the day, I do think it was a good main event for NXT for sure. Uh, Overall another lackluster episode despite some decent in-ring work the writing is just so bad it's hard for this brand to overcome it almost no storylines are remotely interesting um more than one are annoying if not maddening for me at least the waller night match the main event and one of the dusty cup matches with the catanzaro and carter i thought were good enough to pass this episode and
1: they just lost one of their best soldiers
0: they did butch yeah (laughs) And almost all other segments and stories continue to drag this brand down. So this week, Chase U, dumb, Lashing Out, dumb, Briggs and Jensen, dumb, Tony D'Angelo, dumb. All of those things Whoa, this week. Oh, are
1: you forgetting th- Puris and in it?
0: That too, dumb. <laughs> right. So um on the strength of kind of the in ring, right? Because I kinda like three matches on the show, I can give it a C, but it was still a bit of a chore to watch. Like I would just say
1: Can't see me watching. Read a hat. review
0: you trust, listen to a review you trust. Hopefully that's us, and then Cherry pick the show. Like, do not sit down and watch two hours of NXT. At this point, unless you are, if you love main roster, then sure, because this is main roster with crappier talent, right? <laughs> so if you're a main roster person, then for sure, otherwise do not, <laughs> do not sit it's down. It's so mean, but it's right. It's true. No, um, it's definitely right. Do not sit down and watch the show. Let me do it for you and tell you about it every week. I'd be more than happy to save you this Let, agony. Less
1: of us should suffer.
0: Right. Uh, I think that's it for any other wrestling Kid business. Is. I didn't get to Impact or anything. I'll probably watch that tonight or this weekend. But I wouldn't be surprised if we've got a beefier segment next week because we have the th- week off, so we can think watch stuff. I have stuff.
1: to watch that segment from SmackDown because oh my god, why did they do that to Pete Dunne? Right. I'm just I, I, I'm never gonna let that go. That's so. It's really bad. That's that's worse than Gunther. I Pete Dunne's my Butch boy. Butch in Gunther. Pete Dunne was. Gunther. Pete Dunn was the best of them left, okay? He was the coolest now boy my, left. Now
0: my Pete Dunn shirt is moot.
1: Aw, yeah. And it's all right. Now I have to play as Butch in 2 All right, R.I.P. Pete Dunn. Yeah.
0: Um, so that's going to bring us to the end of that, and we'll finish up with our final segment as usual where Jack's going to hit us with an update from the world of wrestling figures, and that's what we call Figuring It Out with Jack.
1: So in a couple of like um, figures that went up, I'm sure that's very exciting that the Elite 88 Collector's Edition. Uh, Butch? The, the Zodiac. <laughs> oh my God. The Zodiac. Zodiac is up. And then also available on Ringside now is Elite 90 Collector's Edition, I think. Or no, sorry, Elite 89 Collector's Edition. The Goon. If you want to get a oh figure God. of the Goon. Should have been um, Chris Jericho. You could probably hit, oh my God. Someone, I just want someone to head swap this with Chris Jericho's head on it. I think that would be so funny. You could. That would be hilarious. Please, someone do that. that would be... of,
0: I think the story is he turned it down, right? Which
1: is yeah, pretty Yeah, that smart. would be hilarious. I really want someone to do that. I think that that would be really funny. And then they put out a Ultimate Edition Series 4 re-release. So they put back up the Brock Lesnar and Shawn Michaels um up for pre-order, which is cool because I think the Shawn Michaels is pretty nice. I think the upcoming 90s 90, 90 Shawn Michaels is pretty cool because mm-hmm. it's got like, the white kick pads. I like, I like when they got white. But this one's nice, and the Lesnar's cool too since out of date but um I think this these are cool so if you like Michaels or Lesnar don't have those can get those I would love to get the Michaels probably won't um that is it I think oh wow let me just check one more time I don't think there's anything else yeah like or I think one thing I missed from last week was the Ultimate Edition or sorry Unrivaled Series 12 lineup um no images yet but it'll have Mox FTR getting um new figures so those are um re-release talent and then you have nice. Jamie Hader and Private Party Jamie
0: Hater's getting a figure eh? good yeah. for her mm-hmm. nice.
1: I think Private Party's cool alright that's it mm-hmm.
0: alright well this has been a lengthy episode we're up pushing 247 right now but if anyone's still listening at this point thanks we really do appreciate any time you spend listening to the two of us talk about wrestling love to hear any comments from anyone feel free to contact us fnswrestling at gmail.com will come to me fns underscore wrestling underscore podcast on Instagram. We'll go to that guy over there. Yeah. Leave a YouTube comment. I promise you'll get a reply. No matter what you say to us, we will get back to you. Would love to hear from anybody. Uh, I don't think there's any bonus stuff coming out so it looks like we'll just be back here next Saturday for another episode. It will be episode 87. So we hope to see you all back here. Tell some friends about us. Bring a few extra people to listen. We'd really appreciate it. And until then... Take care.